You're listening to the Acadiana's Morning News Podcast, brought to you by LABI and always on kpal965.com. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It's 12 till. This is America in the Morning. The call for justice in the death of George Floyd has not been silenced by the recent charges against the Minneapolis police officers. Correspondent Clayton Neville says many Americans don't believe charges are enough and continue to protest. Marches continue across the country. All involved officers now facing charges, but protesters demanding more. I think after being charged, we would like a conviction. There's no justice in a charge, an indictment, and the sentencing, a proper sentencing, is where the justice will come. That's not justice yet. Justice is the entire system going the way through. And from what we've known in the past, justice doesn't usually get served. We would like a conviction. Uh, we want justice. If that guy does not get convicted, what you saw, what you saw at the start of these protests, at the start of these riots, is going to be a small taste of what you're going to see when it comes to the vengeance of, a vengeance of the community. During a march in Dallas, many credited recent mass protests to the arrests. I think that all four officers being charged as a result of what people are doing. Without public outcry, without people caring, without people like us out here putting our foot on the necks of justice, we're not going to get it. Flooding downtown streets were many young adults, but people of all ages and ethnicity. Not only people, black people understand that black lives matter, but the world is understanding that black lives matter. This man, like others, says demonstrations won't stop until real change is made. I think what will end all of this is the fact that we are held equal. And until that is carried out on an everyday basis, uh, then there'll always be these protests. There'll always be uprising. No sign of letting up as Americans insist their voices be heard. I'm Clayton Neville. Virginia Governor Ralph Northam is expected to announce today plans to remove a statue honoring Confederate General Robert E. Lee from Richmond's historic Monument Avenue. Bill Michaels reports it's a move that comes amid a national reckoning with America's complicated racial history. Virginia's Democratic Governor Ralph Northam plans to make the announcement during a news conference in Richmond. The Richmond city government also announced on Wednesday that the city's mayor and a city council member will, on July 1st, introduce an ordinance to bring down all Confederate monuments on Monument Avenue in the former capital city of the Confederacy. The plans come as the country continues to see widespread protests surrounding the death of George Floyd at the hands of white police officers. I'm Bill Michaels. It's nine till now. Former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein is standing by his decision to appoint special counsel Robert Mueller in the Russia investigation. Terry Moore has that. The Republican-led Senate Judiciary Committee is investigating the early days of the Russia investigation in late 2016. Rosenstein acknowledged problems with the early investigation, but defended the Mueller appointment. I decided that appointing a special counsel was the best way to complete the investigation appropriately and to promote public confidence 
in its conclusions. South Carolina Republican Lindsey Graham questioned the legitimacy of the early probe and argued that some FBI officials had a serious bias toward Donald Trump. We're going to hold people accountable, but we will not be deterred in our effort to get to the bottom of what I think was a very major abuse of power. California Democrat Dianne Feinstein. The opening of the investigation into possible ties between the Trump campaign and Russia was, in fact, justified. Feinstein questioned the timing of the Republican-led Senate probe five months before the next presidential election. I'm Terry Moore in Washington. It's a till... Lots happening in sports. Here's Robert Workman. The NBA is working on the details for its proposed restart if the 22-team format goes through at today's video conference by the Board of Governors, as expected. The top eight teams that held playoff positions in each conference at the stoppage point last March would report to Orlando, along with the six teams that were within six games of the playoffs. That would include the Wizards from the East and the Blazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, and Suns in the West. They would play an eight-game regular season with a play-in provision if the team that comes in ninth is within four games of the eighth seed. Games would resume on July 31st, and that would make the last possible date for Game 7 of the NBA Finals, October 12th. You may recall the season began last October 22nd. In addition, the NBA draft and the opening of free agency would then follow in October. The 2020-2021 season would then likely begin in December and continue into next summer, but nothing official on that just yet. Major League Soccer players yesterday approved that league's restart plan, which makes economic changes for this season and adjusts the collective bargaining agreement through 2025. Teams are expected to start arriving in Orlando for a restart tournament in the next three weeks. Players will take a 7.5% pay cut across the board, and bonuses will be capped at $5 million apiece. The first team sports league to get back into action after the pandemic in North America will be the National Women's Soccer League. All nine teams will play in the Challenge Cup in Utah starting June 27th. Major League Baseball on Wednesday rejected the players' 114-game restart proposal with no additional salary cuts. Team owners are worried that a regular season that extends through October could put the late-starting playoffs in danger of being disrupted or canceled by a second wave of the coronavirus outbreak. MLB believes that the same March agreement that the players cite in asking for prorated salaries gives the league the right to implement a 50-game schedule, although they have not stated that in a formal proposal. Their 82-game plan from last month still on the table. The Athletic reports that MLB does not plan to make any further offers. Whenever the games begin, Pirates right-hander Chris Archer will be a spectator. He had surgery to correct thoracic outlet syndrome yesterday in St. Louis. He won't pitch again until 2021. That's Thursday Sports. Six before the hour. If you like hiking, and beer have we got a job for you that when america in the morning returns after these messages rolls you into recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Men over 40, is your body feeling soft and not as lean? Are you losing your energy, drive, or even your passion? If so, you could be feeling the loss of growth hormone. The reality is, as early as 25, your natural production of GH begins to significantly slow down, which means you start slowing down. Well, listen to this. New GH Boost from Nugenics is the world's first and only non-prescription supplement that safely supercharges your body's GH production at night when it naturally occurs. Clinical studies show the ingredients in GH 
GH Boost can increase your body's own GH levels more than 100% in just the first 90 minutes. And right now, Nugenics is letting every man in America try a complimentary two-week sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321 now. Get GH Boost and get your swagger back at the gym and in the bedroom. It's killing it at GNC, but you can only get your sample by texting ACTIVE to 321321. That's A-C-T-I-V-E to 321321. Text ACTIVE to 321321. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? is the best time perhaps today during a disaster you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think and it's not always as simple as using your cell phone that's why now is the time to take action go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council this is America in the Morning. It's for till. Whether you prefer your stories to come from fairy tales or social media, we've got something for you today on the Hollywood Minute. Here's David Daniel. Who are we? Humans. The mockumentary The Social Ones, now on most digital platforms, takes a comic look at social media influencers. Star Allegra Edwards says she found inspiration in a real Instagram couple. They're unbelievably beautiful. They're so sweet, very stylish. You want everything in their home. You want to eat what they eat. You want to have the babies that they made together because they're that cute and they're constantly getting gifted all kinds of clothing and accessories all the time. Could you move over for him? He's shooting an Instagram live from my phone. So. Look, I'm trying to shoot a documentary, guys. <laughs> okay, but this is important, so move. You pinch yourself, you faint, and then you get up and you call your agent immediately and say like, we're doing this. <laughs> Paul Feig is set to direct an adaptation of the best-selling novel, The School for Good and Evil, for Netflix. The book is the first in a series about the place children are trained to be fairy tale heroes and villains. The novels have sold more than two and a half million copies. The final book in the series just hit stores. In Hollywood, I'm David Daniel. Three till for those with a taste for hiking and some suds. And Jeremy Roth has the dream job for you. Hey, want to go hiking and drink some beer? Who doesn't? Well, a Virginia brewer is looking to hire a chief hiking officer to trek the 2,200-mile Appalachian Trail while enjoying some brew. Libations are included, as is gear and a $20,000 stipend, but would-be glampers be warned, no hotel expenses. The hiking hire will be expected to sleep under the stars throughout the journey. I'm Jeremy Roth. America in the Morning for Thursday, June 4th, 2020, is produced by Tom DeLac, our senior producer, Kevin Delaney. I'm John Trout, Westwood One News. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. 
she could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. more police officers attacked. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. The men and women of this police department should not have to withstand any more. Not one more attack. That's NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea. It happened in Brooklyn late last night. The man in what he called a completely cowardly, despicable, unprovoked attack, stabbed a police officer in the neck who was on an anti-looting post in Brooklyn. That man then stole the police officer's gun and then fired at two other police officers, hitting both of those officers in the hand. Fox's Brian Yenis, the officers are expected to survive. The attacker was also shot and is in critical condition. In Minneapolis, there will be a memorial service for George Floyd, whose death led to all the protests. The murder charge against the officer seen kneeling on his neck is now second degree. Three other fired cops are now charged with aiding and abetting. Former President Obama, who's called on the protesters to be peaceful, says the demonstrations will dwindle, but the call for change with police cannot be ignored. We need mayors, county executives, others who are in positions of power to say this is a priority. This is a specific response. President Trump tweeted the only thing he and Barack Obama have in common is they both had the honor of firing Jim Mattis, writing glad he's gone after the former defense secretary ripped the president in an opinion piece. Fox's Rachel Sutherland has more live. Dave Mattis accused President Trump of dividing the nation amid the George Floyd protests, writing he does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. Jim Mattis went on to say, we are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. Mattis parted ways with the administration in December of 2018 after disagreements over President Trump's policy on Syria and has largely remained silent since then. Dave? Rachel Newpoll has the president trailing Joe Biden in Arizona and Wisconsin. The Democrat also has a slight lead in Ohio. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. 
President Trump also tweeted late last night the Russia investigation has now been proven conclusively to be the political crime of the century. Inspector General Horowitz found no evidence of political or anti-Trump bias. Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein at the start of a hearing probing the origins of the probe. Former Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein told the Senate Judiciary Committee every FISA application he signed appeared justified based on the facts alleged. If you knew then what you know now, would you have signed the warrant application? No, I would not. Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham and other Republican senators peppered Rosenstein with questions about a FISA renewal application for former Trump campaign aide Carter Page. Senator, my understanding is that these FISA applications follow a, followed a very rigorous process and, uh, and that they were accurate, that they were verified. An inspector general uncovered several serious errors and breaks from protocol in the FBI FISA process. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Twitter angered the president, fact-checking and hiding some of his tweets. Now it has flagged an anti-Trump message. Deborah Messing tweeting a meme showing a photo of President Trump holding up a Bible outside St. John's Cathedral, alongside an image of Adolf Hitler holding a Bible in a similar way. And the text, this is not an accident. The actress captions a dog whistle to white nationalists and Nazis. Folks quick to point out the image of Hitler was doctored. The original shows him holding up a hand with nothing in it. Texas Senator Ted Cruz slamming the post, captioning, Hollywood elites, anyone holding a Bible is Hitler. This is idiocy. Twitter tagging Messing's tweet for containing manipulated media. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Next hour, we'll get the weekly jobless claims, adding to the 40 million unemployment filings since mid-March. On Wall Street, Dow futures are down more than 100. The day after the Dow surged up 527 points. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 72 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Senator John Kennedy says George Floyd was a victim of murder at the hands of Minneapolis police, but he condemns the nationwide rioting and looting. Kennedy says the video evidence paints a clear picture of what happened. I believe Officer Chauvin murdered Mr. Floyd. I believe the cops that stood there and watched Officer Chauvin do it and didn't intervene are also culpable. Kennedy says he's all for peaceful demonstrations. He says, but targeting law enforcement officers with violence and aggression is also wrong. Hating cops just because they're cops is as bad as racially profiling. I believe that legal, peaceful demonstrations are as American as baseball. Now, Kennedy believes in Louisiana. Demonstrations have gone smoothly, but encourages other parts of the country that are seeing unlawful backlash to activate the National Guard. I want to thank the people of Louisiana for protesting lawfully and peacefully. But I'm very worried in New York. I'm worried about the peaceful protesters. I'm worried about the cops. I'm worried about the business owners. In other headlines today, Governor John Bell Edwards says the state is planning for an active hurricane season and making adjustments to existing preparedness guidelines with COVID-19 in mind. Now, Edwards says that shelters are a major piece of the state's response to any kind of storms, but now is not the best time to congregate 
in any kind of mega shelters. So we have pre-positioned there some tents within the shelters so that people can have uh, an area in the shelter that is sort of self-contained if that if that's necessary. Now, Edwards says another issue that they're trying to solve is the potential lack of help from humanitarian groups that the state relies on to provide aid when there is this type of crisis. Quite frankly, the American Red Cross volunteers aren't going to be available to us as they normally are because many of those volunteers are in that vulnerable age category. Edwards says the state is also working to establish new deals with our neighbors to be able to house residents should the occasion call for it. But despite 19 still being prevalent in all of our different areas. In a public health emergency, as you can imagine, just like we don't want to do congregate sheltering here, uh, they don't want to do congregate sheltering of our people in their states either. Now, no evacuations are currently planned for Tropical Storm Cristobal, which Edwards says could, in a worst-case scenario, dump 10 to 15 inches of rain over a 48-hour period of time in certain parts of the state. Right now, it's expected to have the center of the storm over St. Mary Parish. So points east of St. Mary Parish would likely see the most rain. But of course, we will continue to keep you updated throughout the weekend. The storm is expected to make landfall in Louisiana late Sunday evening. And then, of course, have the effects going into Monday. So tomorrow, restaurants and bars that serve food will be open to 50% capacity. The state is moving officially into phase two. President of the Louisiana Restaurant Association, Stan Harris, believes the transition to increased capacity with effective social distancing will help to put restaurants on the road to recovery. I think our industry is ready to go. They're an industry that focuses on sanitation and hygiene and food safety and keeping their guests and their staff and their well-being in the front of mind is important to all of us. Now, under phase one, eating establishments were restricted to 25 percent capacity. Tomorrow, they can double that. Harris says phase one for all practical terms has been a trial run for phase two. But as for true economic recovery, that would not be reached until phase three. I think this is just getting them on the path for operating a bit more efficiently, getting themselves on the path where they're they're more able to uh, accommodate more guests as demand bills. Tables will be arranged six feet apart in phase two, as opposed to the current eight to ten feet. Now, restaurant workers are still required to wear masks. And Harris says even though that does kind of make it difficult to socialize, workers have adapted to the new change. I believe that they've socialized very well what everyone is needing to do so that we can get beyond this. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser is celebrating the fact that 20,000 Louisianians who packed into state parks over the last two weekends made it numbers that we haven't seen since 2008. The state was offering campers a free night if they stayed in a cabin for several nights. And Nungesser says that the deal appears to have been a real hit. Well, we had a, a great week. I tell you, the, the Louisiana people really responded to that special and booked every cabin campsite that we had available. Nungesser says that one popular attraction led the pack in total attendance. Grand Isle had, I think, over 2,000 people. Incredible uh, turnout down on the island. Nungesser thanked people in Louisiana for supporting their local tourism. He says despite the panic and pandemic that people are having to deal with, so many people are hard at work. 
trying to win back the big state conferences that the state of Louisiana has gotten used to. We just landed a national uh, trucking conference to Lake Charles, and we were able to change their mind. They were going to Miami. Now, the truckers voted 80% to 20% to move the conference after the state offered free catered seafood and an authentic Louisiana jazz band in order for them to switch locations. Coming up now on 611 and our news update being brought to you by Albertsons. Earn points for gas savings simply by shopping at your local Albertsons. Then redeem rewards at Chevron stations. Restrictions and exclusions apply for complete details. You can go to albertsons.com forward slash rewards. Well, we've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture around there, though. And because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees for the heat index in the low to mid-90s. Overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid-70s. We repeat the forecast again for tomorrow. In fact, Saturday looks pretty similar as well. Winds will start to pick up on Saturday. You'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on Sunday and continuing into Monday. For more, head to KTC.com. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So right now, 72 degrees here at KPL Studios and our weather update brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Do you have questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more at positivecoach.org. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Double checking what's happening with our traffic this morning. We have a report of a fender bender from earlier this morning on Cully Saloon Road at West Farrell. That's Cully Saloon Road at West Farrell. Make sure that you're buckling up, keeping it safe out there. Traffic brought to you by Compassion International. Join Compassion and give hope to a family in extreme poverty during COVID-19. Give a $40 one-time gift. You can text the word HOPE to 83393. That's the word HOPE to 8339. This hour of Acadiana's Morning News is brought to you by Ladder and Bloom, Louisiana's leading commercial real estate brokerage company. For more, call Ladder and Bloom in Lafayette at 233-9541. All right, 616 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Bernie, I am still yes. dying over your story about the convention. Did I hear it right that it's the truckers convention? Yeah. And the truckers convention said, that's right. We're going to come. We're going to come to Louisiana because y'all giving us some shrimps uh-huh. and a jazz band. That's right. I mean, and truthfully, I got to be honest. When I first heard the lieutenant governor talking about this, talking about some of these incentives, I was uh-huh. thinking, listen. You Listen, know, Linda. the American Association of, you know, elderly foot doctors is not going to care about your seafood and your jazz band. Uh-huh. Little did I know we were vying for the support of the truckers convention, which, you know what? You got to get those guys. I mean, hello. Come on. If I'm getting catered seafood meals, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be like, yeah, I think so. Can you imagine how those meetings went? Like, 
Well, we got to eat anyway. <laughs> so how about something really delicious? May as well just delicious. do that. Hey, let me tell you, yes. I'm just going to look into my crystal ball yes. or my, my crystal pill cup. Okay. And um, What's in the cup? It's just, it's just a couple of low brow, you know, a couple mm. schedule twos, you know. Hey, once again, oh, no. you're going to have to uh, work up. You're, <laughs> you're falling down on your job. I just yeah. want you to let you know. I had a strawberry smoothie Mm-mm. last week, I think it was. And then now today, I have a blueberry smoothie. Listen, when with- CJ starts showing up with gifts, mm. you mm. know something is, you just don't know it yet. Mm. He has done something. Okay. I'm just going to leave it there. He's done something. He cut the brake lines, didn't he? My point was, yes. I'm looking into my crystal ball. Mm-hmm. There is no chance in H-E double hockey stick that that convention comes to New Orleans. I'm talking about the Republican National Convention. No way. You know why? Oh, no, it's come here before. There's a good possibility. I know. Why do you think there won't be? I know it's been here before. I think we're the best city. I think we're better than Vegas for conventions. But you're talking about New Orleans and we just had COVID-19. We're talking about no fans at the Superdome for Saints games. Hmm. Come on. It's not happening here. You got a Republic, you got a Democrat yeah, governor and a Democrat yeah, mayor. Bourbon Street. Oh, come on, Bernie. It's not happening. Just saying. I think it's a I would I would I would bet some money on it today. It's not happening. We're, okay. we're talking about no fans at the Superdome. You really think the city is gonna allow all those people to come here? Not to mention, they're not even in phase two yet. I'd rather them come to the Holodome over here on the thruway <laughs> and support our restaurants that are open in phase two. Right, right. I feel you. I'm just saying, people okay. get all excited. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they need to go to Lake Charles for the free seafood. Gosh. I mean, that sounds like it might be a lot better. Yes, right there in the shadow of the bridge that's been ready to fall for 20 years. Yeah. Let's go ahead and put them right there. You know what? Let's put them all over there. It, Let's it put might, them on. You know what, Bernie? Not. Let's put them on the bridge. Good idea. Lake Charles. Put them <laughs> on top of the bridge. How about that? You're so crazy. Anyway, it's 620 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Mm. The conversation still white hot this morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's talk briefly because we got to move on. We have things to get to, but we're going to take some more of your calls as well. Mm-hmm. Um, About the Drew Brees deal. So... I'll tell you this, and this is what I told I told the guys over at 97.3, the dog, when I walked in. I usually I usually run things by them. They're a little yeah. test group, a little yeah. focus group. The part that I think is the most surprising, it's not yes. the comments themselves, because I think you could take the comments themselves. They've been said before. They've been said since okay. you know, Colin Kaepernick decided to take a knee. They've been said. You know, there mm-hmm. are people who view that as disrespectful to the flag. There are others who say, no, he's bringing attention and, and he has a huge stage. Okay, all those opinions aside. Okay. What Drew Brees has been said before, and I don't even think it's very controversial. However, in my opinion. That's what he said. The best part about Drew Brees and what makes him different than most professional athletes is he reads a room better than almost anyone I've seen. He can be a restaurant owner and fit in with them. He can be with CEOs and fit in. Mm-hmm. He can also work in a locker room. It's predominantly black teammates and and read that too. I think I guess that's why I'm surprised. I think he he tries to feel from his heart. I think he tries to to like, you know, encounter people, you know, whatever the situation would be. I think he tries to do it from his heart. I think so too. I'll agree. So, you know, people may not like what he said or they may like what he said. I do think the man tries to come from a place of his heart. I think that's how he's led his life. Mm-hmm. 
So, yes, I mean, people, you know, what, Alvin Kamara and Jenkins and teammates, um, former yeah. teammates, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll just, I guess, see what happens with that. I'm anxious to see how it plays out when you're back in the locker room. Because, you know, now you lead a team, you know, you have the head coach and you have the quarterback and then you have the rest of the team. Mm -hmm. Quarterback has like a management role over the team. Right, right. You know, not to mention, you're the most recognizable member of the team. Mm -hmm. so, so maybe I'm not hating know. on him for what he said. I just, you're just I'm interested in why this was different because he's always very cautious about taking stands on things. Right, like. right. So anyway. Um, I was talking back and forth to the offsides guys yesterday. They had a ton of calls about it, and um, obviously it was just sort of happening. Okay, the story had just come out. I think it was like three fifty-one, so nine minutes until they went on the air. Yeah, and um, and uh, Brandon Como read the you know his full comments and everything else. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with his comments, right? In my opinion, um, it's just an emotional time, and people are really, mm -hmm. really sensitive right now about about all of it. So. Um, it remains to be seen, sort of what happens. How does the the season go? Yeah, does he have meetings with them? Does you know, he to talk? Does it, talk to him? Talk it through. The, you know? Brandon and Shannon uh, are predominantly Shannon uh, Wilkerson. He was really thinking we were going to hear something from him last mm -hmm. night, like we were going to hear a. Mm -hmm. Let me just clarify my comments, sort of deal. Mm -hmm. We haven't, as far as I have seen, but people last night in New Orleans weren't too friendly on their signs in the protest crowd. Mm -hmm. There might have even been some jerseys burned, according to some reports. Wow. So we shall see. It all depends on reading the room. Look at the Dixie Chick situation. Look at what's said about Trump right now. It pales in comparison to what the Dixie Chick said, but it was a different time. We weren't mm -hmm. doing that stuff yet. Mm -hmm. And we were about to go into a war. Or else it had it started. I can't even really remember the timeline. I don't remember the time frame. It was just a bad But thing. you're overseas. You said this about the president. That was think, the end of, the, yeah, of it for them. I definitely think it was after shock and all, which was 2003. Mm -hmm. So anyway, it's all about reading the room. We'll see what, what comes of it. 624 now, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Uh, Bob Carriker is coming up on the show. Who else are we going to be talking to today? It's a big Thursday, so of course, Eddie Thibodeau. He's going to be coming Indeed. up as well. Lafayette Live, too. We have ahead. a super busy day. And, and a ton of things to ask um, Mayor President Guillory about, because, you know, he took the oath of office. Right. Go straight into having a pandemic to deal with. Now we seem to be on the other side of that. Right. Now there's a big budget crisis to deal with and a lot of other things going on at the same time. Right. So we will answer all those questions coming up. Okay. It's 24 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL. We're back with more, I hope, after this. For coronavirus updates around the clock and breaking news first, download the KPL News app. It's free in the App Store and Google Play. And when you're there, click the COVID-19 button for the latest coverage from KPL News. Seven now oh, at Newstalk ninety six five. Say we were singing. It's true. All right. Hey, the sun is out right now. Well, that's good. But we are watching what's happening in the Southern Gulf. This 
Okay, so what are we now? Thursday. So we're really yeah. kind of talking about four days out. Right. Um, Saturday afternoon into Saturday. I'm sorry, Sunday, Sunday afternoon right. into Sunday night. Um, the models are still conflicting. Okay. Yes, they All are. All the way from like 65 mile an hour tropical storm. Right. There. All the way to a disorganized group of thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Now, as you're sort of watching, um, the, the forecast track hasn't changed much. However, there is some thinking that we might be talking about a little bit further east, which is great because we want to be on the west side of this thing, you know, especially because we're not talking about high winds at this point. I mean, right. those are those are tropical storm winds. But right. what I'm saying is it's not the, the type of thing that will topple a brick building down. You know, right. we're not talking about like an Andrew or something. Um, but the people that I'm hearing from the most right now are the ones whose whose houses flooded in 2016 yep. because we know. And you know what? I think out. people are, are about to be PO'd all over again that we are almost four years. We're like two months away from yeah, me, four man. years since what happened and what major things have been done. We're going to ask that to Mayor President yeah. Guillory when he gets here. Well, we keep seeing different parts. Remember that area in the St. Streets? Mm-hmm. It hadn't like flooded like that since mm-hmm. the system was even there, the, the drainage system. So anyway, we're going to ask about it. That sounds good to me. We're going to be keeping you up to date, uh, by the way, um, on air, online, of course, mm-hmm. in the palm of your hand with the KPL News app. As we get information uh, earlier this week, Lafayette Consolidated Government put out a, uh, a warning, just kind of urging folks that the sandbag locations are open up, are they're open year round, mm-hmm. 20 bags per household. You have to fill them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have those locations for you. There's one on the north side of the parish, south end of the parish as well. We have those addresses for you at kpel965.com. So, a uh, quick break here. We're going to check your headlines. Uh, things, of course, continue to change with the tropical system. Cristobal is the name officially of the storm, and uh, we're going to continue to watch it for you here at Cape Helm. Back with more after this. The very latest on your way into work. Every morning. Rob and Bernie on Acadiana's Morning News. Hey, it's Rob Kirkpatrick, and I want to tell you about a brand new feature at KPEL965.com. Listen to every hour of every day of Acadiana's Morning News. Now, you need to just get up and listen to all the great interviews when they happen live. But maybe you're busy. Maybe you want to listen in your car in the afternoon. Go to KPEL965.com, click on Listen Live, and then click Acadiana's Morning News. There, you'll find a podcast brought to you by LABI, Louisiana Association of Business and Industry. That's KPEL965.com. What's dangerous? and stupid and can cost you 25 grand excavating without calling louisiana one call so dial 811 before you dig it's the law it's the bottom of the hour now the top stories from kpel965.com kpel news time coming up now on 633 here at kpel I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. A former high-profile White House official criticizing President Trump. Former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis accused President Trump of dividing the nation amid the George Floyd protest, writing that he does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try. Instead, he tries to divide us. Mattis went on to say, we are witnessing the consequences of three years of this deliberate effort. Mattis parted ways with the administration in December of 2018 after disagreements over President Trump's policy on Syria and has largely remained silent since then. Rachel Sutherland, 
Fox News. Members of law enforcement suffering numerous injuries around the country while handling wide-scale protests. Here's Fox's Trace Gallagher. Hundreds of police officers in 32 U.S. cities have been injured, many of them seriously, and that does not include the dozens of Secret Service agents who were also hurt. But in some cases, they were hit with bricks, pummeled by trash cans, run over by vehicles, and several were shot, including a Las Vegas officer who was shot in the back of the head while struggling with a rider, he remains on life support. And 53-year-old Homeland Security Officer Dave Patrick Underwood was shot and killed in Oakland and in St. Louis just hours after four police officers were shot and wounded. A former St. Louis police captain was gunned down in a pawn shop. All four Minneapolis police officers connected to the death of George Floyd are now facing criminal charges. Here's Fox's Mike Tobin reporting. The charge against Derek Chauvin upgraded to a second-degree murder. The uh, other police officers connected to this case, Thomas Lane, Tu Tao, J. Alexander King, all booked in the Hennepin County Jail. The charge is aiding and abetting. Bond is $1 million. Uh, State Attorney General Keith Ellison says the charges are not a result of public pressure to move quickly. Now, protests, of course, continuing in New York City last night as many of those who are arrested are now out of jail. Fox's Brian Yenis reports. It is all about the NYPD cracking down on curfew violators. We were live on the air when they started moving in on a group of protesters here on 3rd Avenue and 50th Street. It started pouring rain and these protesters were cornered, essentially, surrounded by the NYPD. They had been protesting for hours peacefully. They moved in using bikes. Um, and they started zip-tying, arresting 94 people arrested. Oh, in the midst of racial tensions, Virginia's governor is expected to announce the removal of a prominent Confederate statue. Fox's Jill Nato has details. In Richmond, Virginia, there's a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee along the city's Monument Avenue. The statue's been the focus of a lot of arguments. Some call it a symbol of Southern heritage. Others call it racist. Governor Ralph Northam expected to call it gone today. A state official spoke anonymously saying the statue is going to be put in storage while Northam's administration gets input as to where else the statue can go. The base of the statue was covered this week with graffiti that said stop white supremacy and end police brutality. Jill Nato, Fox News. Louisiana Senator John Kennedy says what happened to George Floyd at the hands of Minneapolis police was murder. I believe Officer Chauvin murdered Mr. Floyd. Kennedy says the other officers that stood by and watched without intervention are also culpable. Kennedy applauds Louisiana protesters for keeping demonstrations lawful and condemns those in other areas of the country if they believe rioting and looting is an effective tactic for sending a message. If you can't tell the difference between a peaceful protest and felony rioting, then you've tested positive for stupid. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Governor John Bell Edwards says the state is planning for an active hurricane season and making adjustments to existing preparedness guidelines with COVID-19 in mind. Edwards says that shelters are a major piece of the state's response efforts, but now is not the best time for people to congregate in mega shelters. So we have pre-positioned there some tents within the shelters so that people can have uh, an area in the shelter that is sort of self-contained if that if that's necessary. Edwards says another issue they're trying to solve is the potential lack of help from humanitarian groups. 
that the state relies upon to provide aid in a crisis. Quite frankly, the American Red Cross volunteers aren't going to be available to us as they normally are because many of those volunteers are in that vulnerable age category. Now, Redward says the state is also working to establish new deals with neighbors to house residents should the occasion call for it, despite COVID-19 still being prevalent everywhere. In a public health emergency, as you can imagine, just like we don't want to do congregate sheltering here, uh, they don't want to do congregate sheltering of our people in their states either. It's coming up now on 638 here at KPL. Well, we've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture out there, though, and because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees with the heat index in the low to mid-90s. Overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid-70s. We repeat the forecast again for tomorrow. In fact, Saturday looks pretty similar as well. Winds will start to pick up on Saturday. You'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on Sunday and continuing into Monday. For more, head to KTC.com. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, 72 degrees here at the KPEL Studios. Weather being brought to you by Broussard Pochet, certified public accountants. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Right now, traffic. Right now, no crashes, no breakdowns to report to you. Buckle up out there. All right, 640 now, News Talk 96.5 KPL, and it's pre-Friday. For Summer Bob. Da, da, da. That's a, that's actually the, his soundtrack for whenever he's unbuttoning his shirt to an inappropriate <laughs> level for a business meeting. Anyway, Bob Carricker joins us on the phone this morning. For a business meeting. I get no respect. Uh, no, no. no. Well, no, I was going to say Rodney Dangerfield of Cape. I was going to say before you rolled up onto campus, but I figured I'd be a little <laughs> bit more respectful. So anyway, good morning to you, Summer Bob. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Doing very good. good. Um, it is starting to feel like things are getting back to normal. So this is a, this is a good time. Well, good, because, you know, you sent us this morning. You always send us a little tease in the morning. And you sent us a picture of a railroad track this morning, and I was hoping you weren't, you know, sending us a picture of where you were, as in, like, right. you had to do an interview with us, so you laid down on a railroad track to hopefully <laughs> train got to you before 640, you know? <laughs> no, that is not what that was all about, Rob. You 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 might need some help. No, well, yeah, you I know think what? So. Actually, tr- truthfully, the... The level of help I need is really good for the line of work that I'm in. You know, normal people don't do very well in, in journalism and broadcasting and radio. And, you know, you got to be a little ticky-ticky-boom, if you know what I mean. Anyways. So, what's going on with the railroad tracks this morning, Bob, in our history lesson for the week? All right. So, your, your history lesson for the week, um, we're going to actually go back a little bit to... The Louisiana Purchase again, oh. kind of, sort of. We did this a couple of weeks ago, um, 
Why did we do that? Oh, it was actually the, <laughs> the whole Louisiana purchase and how it came about. I love that you're wondering, too. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I sit around with my children and I say, oh, my gosh, we have to come up with a list of everything I've done. And, and <laughs> we start to do that. <laughs> but now you need to go home and write down that we did the Louisiana purchase. Good, yeah. We covered that little, <laughs> so, little moment in history. So, anyway, the, the point of that was that, you know, the United States, was this growing geographical entity. I mean, it was expanding geographically and new lands were being acquired. And the United States is huge. It's, it's a tremendously vast um, country. And Thomas Jefferson, so this is 1802, Thomas Jefferson, 1803, right, Louisiana Purchase, he sees this size and it's a concern because how do you make how do you make the United States, how do you make this great nation actually united when it is so gigantic and it is so daunting to get across it? And this is a, an issue for a long time. So he's aware of this in 1802. Um, at this time, it took maybe three or four days to travel 100 miles. So this is what they're looking at. Three or four days to travel 100 miles, and they've got this gigantic, vast United States on their hands. So Thomas Jefferson, though, saw before railroads were a thing in 1802, he, you know, he was a visionary guy. He was an inventor. He was an entrepreneurial person. And he saw that maybe someday, if someone can, and he said this, if somebody can put a steam engine on a carriage, man would be tremendously mm. served by that, he mm. said. So this was an idea. Well, between 1802 and 1850, the railroads did, in fact, come along, and the United States embraced railroad industries and technologies, and in 50 years, by the 1850s, had become the world's largest railroading nation that there was. But there was still this huge ta huge task of getting all the way across the United States, which would take six months if you took uh, a stagecoach. And can you can you even wrap your head around the yeah. trauma that it would be to be on a stagecoach for six months traveling from New York to San Francisco? So the Transcontinental Railroad itself was established then in 1869. And this is a fantastic thing, and it's a very cool place to go. You go to, to Promontory Point, Utah, really in the middle of, of the Great Basin. It's, it's probably, I think it's two and a half hours from Salt Lake City itself. So it's a really cool place to go. So that's 1869 that the Transcontinental Railroad is established. But it still takes a long time to get across the country. However, a six-month journey was cut down to um, about 10 or 12 days. Mm -hmm. But on June the 4th, 1876, so this, this is the day, uh, the first express railroad going nonstop from New York City to San Francisco actually completed its journey. And it took 83 hours. Oh, gosh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It, right. And this is the beauty of it, Rob. You say that sounds terrible. But in fact, in the moment, this was un inconceivably fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, was, it was, it's like, this can't happen. How can we possibly get from New York to San Francisco 
from Monday to Thursday, and people, it, they literally said this has annihilated this express service from New York to San Francisco. 83 hours has annihilated our concept of time and space. <laughs> well, you know, and it's so it's so crazy to think about this and how they were so excited to be able to go there that quick and express nonstop. Perfect. Um, yeah. And now... The flight there is probably two and a half hours, and we need Wi-Fi on there to make sure we right. can work during those two and a half hours. You know, right. like, right. I mean, it, we've just really, or like, you know, are going to the store to get something to pass the time. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sit there. I need to. Rob, Rob, and this is the beauty of history. It gives us perspective. And so if you understand these things, Right when I'm on that two-hour flight across the country, and somebody's kicking me in the back of the the seat, and they've got their naked foot coming through, you know, the, with, you know, it's there. I'm perfectly fine with it because I'm able to reflect and say, well, you know what? At least it's not six months on a stagecoach. Yep. You know, and, and truthfully, <laughs> about the in, in flying too, I always find myself. You know, you have all these problems, okay? And, of course, they're your problems, so they're the worst problems. It's just the way that our brain is wired. I find that when I fly and, you know, you get to a low enough level where you're below the clouds and you can see the interstates and you can see people moving around and you can see people parked at malls, I Mm -hmm. take solace in the fact that everyone else thinks that their problems are also the biggest in the world, and it's very clear that it's not. You know, I mean, just just to look (laughs) down... Just to look down right. on people, you know. I'm just saying, just you know, you, you kind of look down and say, okay, well, hold on, everything's sort of moving, everything keeps on going, and and uh, you know what? For me, sometimes I need that to put my two feet on the ground in the morning and get out and keep on going, you know. Right. So you like to fly over other people's problems going 600 miles an hour? Is that no, what you're I got <laughs> you know what? And maybe no an occasional discharge comment. from the lavatory, you know. <laughs> It's in it's 600 miles an hour. It's just, blue ice. Just, it just vaporizes, right? Don't put the blue ice. Don't open your mouth if you see the blue ice. It's terrible. That's it. I'm buttoning my shirt up. <laughs> oh, Bob. Well, you know what? That is great. And, you know, I'll tell you this, Bob, and you're from the Pacific Northwest, and so you guys actually do trains you know, pretty well as far as moving around. I know that it's like a big tourist thing because you can see so much. I have always wanted yeah. to take that. Is it like a Chicago to Seattle or something where where it has the open awesome. top? You know, and you can kind yeah, of move yeah. around and you can sit and you kind of go across the plains and you see all this stuff. I've always loved to do that. But once again, in my head, I don't feel like I have time. <laughs> but there you go. Hey, Bob, you know, yeah. you're from the Northwest and uh, you ever seen a Sasquatch? It's a funny story, Jimmy. Why am I not surprised? Why did I even ask this question? I don't don't know if we have the time for this, but I'll tell you the very short version if you want it. Okay, Mm -hmm. we do. We'll take it. So my sister-in-law believes that she saw a Sasquatch because my wife and I, when she was probably nine years old, took her hiking. We were tired. We wanted to go back to the car. So the way that we expedited this is we both said, oh, my Lord, look, there's a Sasquatch. And then we turned around and ran screaming back to the car. (laughs) Well, it's terrible because this incident is burned into her brain. She knows. She knows that she saw 
a Sasquatch that day. <laughs> and we still have not had the, the the courage to say, you know what, Siobhan, we we, we made that up. You did not. We lied because we were ready to go and you weren't. <laughs> Oh gosh! Well, so you know what, Bob? That is whatever the it takes. Greatest She's a very thing. accomplished person today, and it's embarrassing because she has this this false <laughs> memory that we that we you implanted her in her brain. You realize, Bob? Every right. time we have one of these segments, I realized while you why you were sent into exile in Louisiana <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest, and it's because you've done things like this. Right. Well, and we haven't even talked about the Fire Investigation Bureau. <laughs> you know what? what? We still we, that it, we but Bob. We have to save it for time. We but do. you remember, Bob, Bob? He has a sketchy past. Okay. I'll tell this, you, you, you. I'm scared of you, and I'm, I'm. It, you're amazing. That unbuttoned uh-huh. shirt is a cover of something. Yep. <laughs> anyway, he's probably in witness protection. Probably so. All right. Six fifty one. Thanks, summer, day. Bob. <laughs> All right, bye. bye. By the way, Bob's still coming to our parking lot to do the interview with us, which is cool. Oh, All right, quick break here. Okay, sir. Headlines at the top of the hour, bye. and then we move forward with Lafayette Live. Mayor President Josh Guillory on his way in. Indeed. And uh, we got our good friend Mark Pope. He's going to be across the hall taking your calls at 232-1542. 232-1542. Call Ask your questions, give your comments. It's what it's all about on Lafayette Live. If there's any good news from the lawlessness in America's major cities, it's this. Apple is making monetary contributions to help victims of police brutality, while the looters of Apple stores got much more than they bargained for. Your Thursday Consumer Tech Update is brought to you by T-Mobile. Their advanced network now goes farther than ever before. Visit T-Mobile.com slash 55 today. When looters broke into Apple stores, They made off with a load of Apple's iPhones, iPads, and MacBooks. But get this, every Apple product has to be first activated by Apple before it can be used. So if anyone attempts to activate a stolen iPhone, iPad, or Mac, they get this message. This device has been disabled and is being tracked, local authorities notified. The message directs the user to return the device to the store it was stolen from. No matter how long it's stored away unused, Apple never forgets. The device is permanently disabled and can never be activated. I'm Kim Commando. Technology has improved just about everything. Phones, cars, shopping, but mattresses have more or less stayed the same since the invention of sleep. Finally, the mattress has evolved, thanks to Purple. The secret is the Purple Grid. It instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. So you get the soft comfort you crave and the firm support your back needs all at once. You'll rest easy night after night, year after year, because the ultra-durable Purple Grid won't sink or lose shape. Plus, with over 2,800 open-air channels and naturally temperature-neutral gel, you'll never sleep too hot or too cold. Every Purple mattress comes with free shipping, free returns, and a risk-free 100-night trial. Experience the next evolution of sleep. Go to purple.com slash Kim and use promo code Kim. For a limited time, you'll get $150 off any Purple mattress order of $1,500 or more. That's purple.com slash Kim, promo code Kim, for $150 off any mattress order of $1,500 or more. Terms apply. The Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. On Tuesday, longtime Village Voice editor Pete Kotz posted an online piece, Dear America, five better places to target the next time you go rioting. Now, this guy says that his readers need a better strategy. Don't torch the auto zone. Don't torch a local bar. You use them. Instead, he said, rioters ought to attack five places that make America not great. 
First, to get back at the NRA, Cott says that his readers ought to torch the local gun shop instead of burning down restaurants. Next, says the University of Phoenix should be targeted because they supposedly fool kids who have no business going to college to get worthless degrees while getting buried in debt. Then comes Wells Fargo, the nation's fourth largest bank, a symbol of unequal justice, according to Mr. Cott's rioters should take revenge next up rioters ought to find the nearest amazon warehouse and burn it down jeff bezos and his buddies are guilty of weaponizing technology against their own workers they come close to recreating a plantation economy and last but not least cott says that jp morgan should be attacked since they're the biggest american bank and criminal enterprise now he may pretend it's all a joke but it isn't this is what's inside these twisted, deranged liberal minds, and it's now on American streets. It's serious stuff. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. Well, the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches, your personal information gets in the wrong hands, this becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft, but let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Just go to LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. LifeLock.com, promo code RUSH, 25 Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge. Lafayette. Police targeted again. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Three officers attacked in Brooklyn last night. I think we are all fed up with what we're seeing in many levels. This violence has to stop. Fox's Tanya J. Powers details what happened live from here in New York. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force has joined the investigation into the attack. Now, this happened late last night when police say a man walked up behind an officer who had been assigned to an anti-looting post and stabbed him in the neck. Now, NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea says all three officers are expected to be okay. Two of those officers were shot in the hand. Investigators say the man responsible for the stabbing was shot multiple times. He is now in critical condition. Dave. Tanya, in Chicago, there are reports of a police chase that turned deadly as officers went after a murder suspect. A squad car crashed last night, killing a woman, injuring at least five others. In Los Angeles, a chorus of horns honking as thousands also flashed their car's lights in tribute to George Floyd, whose death led to all of the protests. There will be a memorial service in Minneapolis. 
The day after the white officer seen on video kneeling on Floyd's neck had a murder charge upgraded to second degree. And three other fired cops were charged with aiding and abetting this as a full autopsy report is now out. It doubled down on its conclusion that Mr. Floyd did not die of strangulation, which is what the family's independent autopsy had found. The report also revealed that Mr. Floyd tested positive for COVID-19 in early April, though it was not cited as a factor in his death. Fox's Garrett Tenney, former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis has taken aim at his former boss saying he's angry and appalled at President Trump's handling of the protests, writing in the Atlantic, Donald Trump doesn't even pretend to unite the American people and said he tries to divide us. The president tweeted in response, calling Mattis the world's most overrated general. Glad he's gone. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L.com. In a half hour, we'll get an update on how many more people are out of work and filed first-time unemployment claims last week on top of 40 million since March. Ahead of that on Wall Street, Dow futures are down slightly. Now, the Senate has joined the House altering terms of those loans given to small businesses to help deal with all the coronavirus-related shutdowns. The Senate fast-tracked a House-passed bill giving small business owners more flexibility in how they use money from the Paycheck Protection Program, a fully forgivable loan program approved as part of the coronavirus response. Last week, the House nearly unanimously approved the bill, increasing the amount of time money can be spent and reduced how much must be used specifically for payroll. Jared Halpern, Fox News. Amid all the protests, people have taken a knee. Similar to what happened during the national anthem controversy involving then NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick, a current QB has rekindled that controversy. During an interview with Yahoo, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees was asked about the possibility of kneeling during the national anthem, making a return in the NFL with recent protests over racial injustice nationwide. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Brees going on to explain himself. I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity it shows that we are all in this together we can all do better and that we are all part of the solution the former super bowl mvp coming under flack including from his own teammates michael thomas tweeting we don't care if you agree matt napolitano fox news nba star lebron james also reacted tweeting wow man Writing Breeze still doesn't understand it has nothing to do with disrespecting our soldiers, but what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. Now, the NBA is planning a vote today to approve a format to resume the season sometime this summer with some regular season games first to set up the playoffs. I'm Dave Anthony, and this is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. Right now, 72 degrees here at Cape Hill. 
I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Well, some evictions are set to resume when the state enters phase two tomorrow. A housing advocate talking a little bit about the process and what rights people do have. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center Executive Director Gashana Hill says if your landlord wants to evict you, they'll have to take the issue to the courts first. If a judge rules in their favor, you'll be given some time to remove your personal items. And during that time, it is illegal for your landlord to force you out. Changing the lock. Uh, or they might turn off the utilities or the water and make conditions so unbearable that the renter leaves their home. Once that period ends, a landlord would have to return to the court for another order to begin removing your items from your home. I'm Matt Doyle. Landfall of Tropical Storm Cristobal along the Louisiana coast is possible Sunday night into early Monday morning. The system is slowly moving inland over eastern Mexico, but it's expected to get back into the Gulf of Mexico and start heading north on Friday, possibly bringing high winds, heavy rain, and storm surge to Louisiana. State climatologist Barry Kine says everyone in South Louisiana needs to be paying attention to this storm. There are going to be impacts all along Louisiana's coast, and a little zig or a zag could lead to very dramatically different conditions from Place to place. And while it's expected to remain at tropical storm strength when crossing the Gulf, not out of the realm of possibilities, this thing could be a hurricane coming in. I'm Kevin Barnhart. The Louisiana Speaker of the House and Senate Presidents have formed a joint organization aimed at promoting a unified message about the work that both chambers are doing. Leading Louisiana Executive Director Lionel Rainey says the governor has a big platform right now. And the public deserves to hear a clear message from legislative leaders. For the first time ever, you've got a cooperation between the president of the Senate and the Speaker of the House. And the people need to know exactly what they're doing to be able to get Louisiana back up off the mat. The organization was founded as a 501c4. The IRS deems those groups nonprofits that are allowed to engage in advocacy and legislative lobbying, along with moderate support for political candidates. Now, Rainey says the organization will be promoting legislation like the $300 million small business grant fund that was sent to the governor's desk. comes after COVID-19 and the, and the shutdown of so many businesses in the state and the efforts of the Louisiana legislature to open our economy back up, get our businesses back running, and get our families back to work. Governor Edwards has expressed concern about the bill due to it taking money away from the federal funding package meant to help local governments stabilize their budgets. Now, according to Rainey, there's a lot of vital bills set to be discussed during the special session that's going on right now, and interested members of the public should follow them, leading Louisiana on social media, for all the updates. You know, making sure that we can get directly to the people of the state and they know exactly what's happening and what their elected officials are doing at the state capitol. Well, in other headlines today... Governor John Bell Edwards says the state is planning for an active hurricane season and they're making adjustments to the existing preparedness guidelines with COVID-19 in mind. Now, Edwards says that shelters are a major piece of the state's response efforts, but now is not the best time for these mega shelters. So we have pre-positioned there some tents within the shelters so that people can have uh, an area in the shelter that is sort of self-contained if that if that's necessary. Edwards says another issue they're trying to solve is the potential lack of help from humanitarian groups that the state relies upon to provide aid in a crisis. Quite frankly, the American Red Cross volunteers aren't going to be available to us as they normally are because many of those volunteers are in that vulnerable age category. 
Now, no evacuations are currently planned for Cristobal, which Edwards says could, in a worst-case scenario, dump 15 to a 10 to 15 inches of rain over a 48-hour period of time on certain parts of the state. Right now, they're thinking it's going to, with the middle of the storm, being in the center of St. Mary Parish. So the worst rainfall would then be east of that. We, of course, will keep you updated and keep you posted. Restaurants and bars that serve food are preparing to move into phase two tomorrow. But will it be enough to help them keep their doors open? What they've been doing so far under phase one is really not an economic recovery. It's more testing their systems and seeing how they're doing. That's president of the Louisiana Restaurant Association, Stan Harris. Phase two allows restaurants to increase from 25 to 50 percent capacity. But as for true economic recovery, that won't happen until they can operate at full capacity. And then hopefully as we move into phase three and beyond, they're able to return to what's much more of a normal operation. I'm Thorington. Louisiana State Parks were pa- uh, packed over the last two weekends with levels of attendance that haven't been seen since 2008. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser thanked Louisianans for stepping up to help out their local tourism economy and for doing it in a safe way. He says the crowds were respectful of social distancing but still bustling. The last two weekends, we saw over 20,000 visitors to our state parks. Incredible numbers, and everyone did it in a safe manner, so we're really proud of that. Nungesser says Grand Isle in particular had incredible levels of turnout. Grand Isle had, I think, over 2,000 people. I'm Matt Doyle. Our news update brought to you by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Do you have questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more at positivecoach.org. Well, we've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture around there, though, and because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees with the heat index in the low to mid-90s. Overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid-70s. We repeat the forecast again for tomorrow. In fact, Saturday looks pretty similar as well. Winds will start to pick up on Saturday. You'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on Sunday and continuing into Monday. For more, head to KTC.com. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, 72 degrees here at KPL Studios. Our weather update brought to you by the Matthew James Financial Group. Wealth management and retirement planning is just a phone call away. 366-8366. That's 366-8366. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. Right now, Lafayette Police giving us an all clear. No crashes. No breakdowns to report to you. Just please make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today, please. Marketplace is sponsored by Kronos, helping businesses attract, retain, and engage employees through cloud-based human capital management. Kronos.com. Kronos, workforce innovation that works. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail. 
the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we've watched Were so gallantly streaming And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the night That our flag was still there Oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave O'er the land of the free And the home of the Then listen live anytime with the free KPL News app, free in the App Store or Google Play. All right, it is 718. Welcome, welcome into Lafayette Live. Mayor President Josh Guillory joins us in studio, and it's all brought to you by Southside Roofing. We'll tell you more about them coming up, but they make this show possible. So thank you. Thank you. Your uh, questions, comments, and rants, reviews, Yelp suggestions. <laughs> Anything, all, right? All, we're all open for it. 232-1542. That's right. Uh, good morning to you, Mayor President. How are you today? Good. Good morning. Always look forward to Thursday. So we are we okay? Yes. Okay. We good. Are. Um, we. Um, Can we say that again? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Always look forward to what day? Thursday. Okay. Thursday. Good. Event live. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Sorry about that. I have worked here for mm, seven decades, yet I still don't know how to operate the buttons. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> We're all good. Your phone calls, of course, at two three two one five four two. All right. So, off the bat, the yeah. new year starts. You're sworn in on the sixth. Not uh, six weeks later, we're dealing with a with a uh, global pandemic. Um, now we seem to be on the other side of that for the most part, though we are still suggesting people take those precautions yep. they need. And now the real work starts. That pandemic caused really heightened issues fiscally in our area. And yes. we had problems before. So it's not like everything was perfect and it was Disney World before. And now we're dealing with some other issues. Um, some announcements made uh, this week regarding Parks and Rec, um, the director other there, departments, um, other departments, 20% cut. Let's start there. Kind of tell us where we are and, and will we make it out of this? Yeah, and I, and I think that's a very good, um, that is a very good summary of what, of what we're Of your what we're term facing. so far? No, that's it. I keep <laughs> saying Jamie, uh, Jamie Angel here, our chief communications officer, he is, uh, he has worked more days under the emergency declarations than he and than than not. You know, all but six. All but think about it. It started off his first week. We uh, declared an emergency because of the parking garage, which the, back then seemed like such a big deal. I right. I, I take right. that back. All but two. All but okay. There you go. See, then wow. uh, unfortunately the public health emergency, and then uh, he 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 got bored, so he brewed up a tropical storm in the in the Gulf and <laughs> a little bit of civil you know. unrest in between. But you know what? It's yeah, it's yeah. weird with the with that. Um, you know the one thing that you're you're talking about, especially as we look at to- tropical weather, it's like we got this. 
because of what yeah. we've have dealt with. You know, what the last few months have been like. I'm ready for a, a tropical <laughs> system. We know how to deal with that. If there's any good that came from all this, it, we are prepared. Our EOC is prepared. Yesterday, we had all our directors together, and, and thank you to our council uh, council members for allowing us to use their chambers because it's a mm-hmm. wide open space where we can socially distance and practice and prepare. And uh, Craig Stansberry and Linda over there at our OSEP, our local OSEP office. Um, really do a good job, and they've been doing a good job for years. They have a really solid manual put together, and when we do these exercises, it's uh, it allows us to update the plan and, and each department because we've had a few uh, shakeups since the last uh, the last tropical uh, situation hurricane. Uh, in that, Public Works was broken up. Uh, as a matter of fact, the, the manual was a little old because it still had fiber under LUS. So, but but you come, it, to me, I don't know about you guys, but. It was interesting to see each department's responsibility during a hurricane situation where you would think, well, finance, what does finance have to do with yeah. making sure water's outside of our houses and our businesses? But they have a very incremental part in in making sure that our reimbursements come in. But back to what you're asking me, though, Rob, mm-hmm. in regards to the fiscal situation, we are in the, we are in, uh, in a pretty tight situation. We were in a tight situation before COVID-19 with an $18 million deficit that the previous City Parish Council approved, which means we were spending $18 million more than we had coming in from a forecast standpoint. And um, with this public health emergency leading into an economic emergency, now a fiscal emergency, uh, you can add another $10 million to that deficit. And But that's okay, though. So we got to do what every family in Lafayette Parish is doing. got to tighten our belt, make sure that we're spending the tax dollars that our, our good people send to the government each year wisely and very prudently. And we have a fiduciary duty over there, and we take that very seriously. So I did uh, require all departments to come in with a 20% cut. Now, that was to uh, a particular fund uh, that, that would affect the general fund. Um, each director came in and, and was able to do that and the same time make sure that our mission is accomplished. It's it's basically just getting rid of the excess spending, spending that we don't need to do. And businesses have to do that across our country. They really have to do it now in this situation. Families have to do that at the dinner table, and government should be no different. You know, um, I was downtown yesterday, and it seems like the conversation still around uh, some of the facilities that were closed due to some layoffs of some positions. And we're about two weeks since that happened. And I'm wondering if you're getting information are we making any headway with some of these organizations like like the science museum for example in other cities a lot of these things have corporate sponsorships you know in atlanta it's chick-fil-a i mean it, for the children's museum yep do we have that and and then you know i'm always kind of thinking about all right so do we have that happening or do we even have the people who know how to do those sorts do of partnerships mm, i mean it's because yeah. you need someone to negotiate those deals and say how much it's going to cost that's to right. even make it worth it well, so those particular examples, Hyman uh, Center, the Science Museum, yeah. throw, throw the Nature Station in there as well. We do have the right person in the job. It's ha- Hollis Conway, our director of community de- uh, development, and he does a great job. But you're um, you're bringing up good ideas, Rob. See, ideas that that businesses, a business owner would 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 do. Uh, anybody that that needs a leader in an organization would say, okay, we only have so much money coming in. How do we increase revenue? How do we, how do we make this thing work mm-hmm. for for everyone listening out there? It's just something to consider here. Even the Hyman Center, which we all love, uh, the Nature Station, the Science Museum, even at full capacity, 100% capacity, our book, our records, facts show 
that we still subsidize these programs, meaning they're not bringing in enough money to support themselves, and it comes out of that general fund from the city, which we already said was at eighteen million dollars. Yeah, I think that's a big deal. Twenty-eight million dollars deficit, it's right? You know, yeah. just because shows are booked doesn't mean that you're bringing in more money than. And that's what I think people don't realize, are. because I think a lot of the comments I saw after your announcement was, "Well, wait a second, you have all these groups, you have all these performances." But if even with the money that's being made, you're still talking about a lot of utilities, a lot of staff needed and everything else. Security and in these situations, sanitary uh, concerns, which uh, at a recent council meeting, uh, Councilwoman Annette Cook made a good suggestion in regards to maybe some create funding that we can use to help subsidize the costs or, or pay for the costs. I thought that was a good idea, and we're going to implement that. But, um, yeah, you're right. But you, what, you, what you alluded to is thinking outside the box. We all want to save the Hyman Center. We all want to want to make sure that, and and we're gonna do it, Robert. But just the the decisions that we had to make the other day, a couple of weeks ago, in regards to certain closures, certain one hundred one hundred one layoffs that that sadly had to happen. Um, that was for this fiscal year, so that gives us a little time, mm-hmm. little time, little which ends room, little maybe. breathing room, mm-hmm. which fiscal year oddly enough ends on Halloween. Halloween. But, um, you know, <laughs> well, that's scary. So, same day as Nick Saban's should, birthday. Yeah, I was about to say, it should start on Halloween. <laughs> that's what's really scary. Yeah. This, whole, this whole thing start on Friday 13th? I mean, yeah. yeah. All the above. Ugh, All the above. But we're going to get through it. And we're going to get through it by thinking outside the box, like you said, from naming rights to public-private partnerships like you see at Moccas Park. So, sit, look, there's models across the country that do this. We're going to be able to get through it. Let's evaluate the demand from the community. Let's get the community involvement. And from our parks to our recreation center to the science museum to the Hyman Center to all the above, let's get the community uses it. Let's 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 go to the community. The community has good ideas, and I'm telling you, if the the demand's there, we will find it in the private sector with a partnership through the the local government, so that we do not spend more money than we have coming in. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple, you don't want to have to, you know, have Straight to forward. be able to do that. And um, you know, there are so many businesses that are in the Lafayette area that might want to do one of those sponsorships of the Science Museum or the Children's Museum, even though, you know, a lot of the groups might have displays within those organizations. Maybe somebody would want, you know, the naming rights. And even if it's not a Lafayette-specific company, maybe it's one that is, you know, in Lafayette Parish or within one of the surrounding parishes. And we also have to acknowledge, too, that, you know, I think one of the requirements to get a driver's license when you live in Lafayette is that when something closes that's been around forever, you're <laughs> mad, but you haven't been there in 15 years. If you're using these places, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, I'm we hear about you. restaurants closing because they couldn't pay their bills and everyone is in an uproar, but they haven't been there since graduation in 1997. It's, right. you know, it's Speaking of 1997, in the mid-90s, it's kind of like the Cleveland Browns. See, everybody wanted the Cleveland Browns, and they, they move, and then the big demand in 1999, I think, is the season they came back. And who was their first win when they came back? The Saints. Oh, I know. I remember watching man. that game. Mm-hmm. Our number is 232-1542. Mr. Mark Pope is right across the hall ready to take your phone call and get it into us. <laughs> Mayor President Josh Guillory is here with us, along with Chief Communications Officer Jamie Angel from Lafayette Consolidated Government. Your calls, your questions as we continue with Lafayette Live, brought to you by Southside Roofing. It's coming up on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. News and views. This is KPL Talk. Hi, y'all. Welcome, Ringo Show. Great to have you with us. All points of views are welcome, and your calls drive the conversation. Welcome, everyone, to the Ross Report. Call now at two three two one five four two. The headphoneless Shannon Wilkinson. Yes, yes, but um, my ears have been getting hot anyway. Yeah, okay. So listen online anytime at KPL nine six five dot com. It's your opportunity to be a voice. 
Um. It is coming up now on 731 here on KPL. Lafayette Live with Lafayette Mayor President Josh Guillory. Every Thursday morning brought to you by Southside Roofing, 337 Roofing. Southside Roofing has been serving Acadiana and the entire area for 20 years. So you can call Southside Roofing today at 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. So if you end up, you know, maybe it's a little bit of hail damage. You know, there was actually... I I. I don't know. It looked like some hail last week. A little bit. One of those mm-hmm. crazy storms I was passing Bernie, I actually passed by with a snowball, and I threw it at your front door. <laughs> That's that all that happened? was. That's all it okay. was. Yeah. All right. Well, I surprised you didn't wait till but I walked But if you outside, get a new roof but... out of it, then uh, well, you're welcome. You know, there you go. So, look, seriously, <laughs> if you got roofing issues, you need to call Southside Roofing. 337 Roofing. If you, too, have a friend as nice as Rob Kirkpatrick to throw things at your roof, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, your face. Either way. Yep. Uh, Southside Roofing. There you people. 337 Roofing. I mean, seriously, a lot of people even listen to this show. I don't <laughs> I don't know what happens. But the mayor president comes in every Thursday, so we're doing something we, right. We must be doing something right. I have KPL on my radio. <laughs> KPL is sol- solidly on Good. my radio. Okay. Now at 9 o'clock, stop listening for facts because there's not <laughs> oh, a single no. fact. Oh, that but I'm going to tell you this. That, that, that kind... <laughs> That kind gentleman gave me some cracklings right here. So I have, you know. So there's that. Don't don't tell my Jamie that's not on my diet. There's a footnote. in trouble. All right, let's go to the phones. Claire is waiting. Good morning to you, Claire. You're on with Mayor President Josh Guillory. Hi, good morning. Um, My question is Does Council on Aging, uh, is it funded partly by the uh, consolidated government by any chance? Or how? Because um, I live in a facility that um council on aging helps fund and i was just wondering how this how does that fall under um any programs through lafayette okay great question well good morning claire thank you for calling and i love that name and i always remember because the name of my oldest daughter oh good yes (laughs) yes so so thank you for calling in it's a great question and a good program um, we do not fund it directly through LCG. Uh, I know community development has some, some um, sometimes they'll, they'll have an opportunity to uh, possibly mm-hmm. assist with that. Uh, and Jamie was telling me, I think it might be uh, through the state. Funds that are dispersed from the state that go to, um, I think it's called Cajun Area Council on Aging. Mm-hmm. They disperse those funds to oh, the okay. different parishes. But there, there are some local funds that are in there. I just, we'd have to get back. Yeah, no, but that's um, good. Great program. Yeah, the reason I I asked is because, uh, you know, we're talking about everyone having to tighten belts and everything, and they just hit us who live in a facility that pays rent, um, that we're going to have a rent increase, and we're all seniors here. So I'm just trying to find some help um, because I just think it's so unfair for the seniors to be hit. You know, we have um, a a paycheck uh, once a month, and... um, I think we, you know, we, we can't tighten our belts anymore, but um, they're going up on our rent through Council on Aging here. So I was just trying to open some doors to see. Can I ask what, know, what parish? Are you in Lafayette Parish? Yeah. Okay. We're, uh, I live in Karen Crow. Okay. Well, and, uh, uh, that we gives us something little... to do some digging on just to, to find out what that means and, and if other areas are doing it. So we appreciate you letting yeah. us know. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I appreciate the airtime. No, th- thank you, Claire, and thank you for for taking the time to call in. You know, Lafayette Live. It, it, that's just, this is why we do it. You know, that's why the uh, previous city parish attorney, Joey Durrell, started this uh, with, with KPL with Byrne back in the day. And, um, you know, this we want to continue that because we want to have a conversation. Because I'm going to tell you, Claire had a good question, but I bet you a lot of other people in the parish were wondering the same thing. And it takes it takes our, our neighbors to call in to make this show happen. So thank you so much. All right, we're going to move on to line two, and Randy is on the phone. Good morning, Randy. You're on. Good morning. I just wanted to say I appreciate what Josh is doing. I agree with him. I think cutting out some of the stuff that, like the Hyman Center and all that, that doesn't even support itself, uh, I agree with him. You have to make the hard choices sometimes, and he is making that hard choice by putting the money, the tax dollars, where it needs to be. Uh, even things like, you know, kind of goes back to even roads and stuff because, Heck, you got to have on a seatbelt. I don't think we need a seatbelt law anymore when you drive down 90. you got to have on your seatbelt to stay in the seat of your truck. <laughs> so I just wanted to say you did good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I tell you, Randy's pretty impressive yeah. himself and his good uh, contribution today. Yeah, that's Randy, awesome. Randy, come in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we appreciate that. And first, thank you for the kind words. I, I appreciate that. I, I think on ninety though, in some stretches, you also it's also required to have a football helmet on. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, seriously, could, could seems like it. You have to have like one of those rattle cages. Like Is that what yeah, it's no kidding, star, right? you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's kind so, of rough on uh, on ninety, right? But but thank you, Randy, and I appreciate that. And it's um. It, I agree with the sentiment of, of of your statements as far as you know, basically getting our priorities in order. You know, we only have so much order, uh, so much money coming in from the from the taxpayers. They're hard earned money, and we got to make sure we spend it on priorities and take care of the the essential functions. Okay, very good. We go back to the phone line now. Bobby has been patiently waiting. Bobby, go ahead on Lafayette Live. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's on your mind? I just wanted to tell Josh I'm proud of him. Uh, I, I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of his dad, oh, and I wanted man. to say thank you for uh, thank you for being a, a friend. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead, sweetie. He's probably thank getting a little for, bit feedback. Go ahead. Uh, I thank him for being the the leader he is. Uh, we're all proud of him. He's straight. He's honest. And don't be afraid to be fact-checked. And, uh, again, uh, great job, Josh. All right. Well, we appreciate that. Well, Bobby, thank you. And, and uh, I can't thank you enough for those kind words. And, and thank you to everyone out there who's sending their prayers, too, for not, not only me but my family and, and our administration and, and our government here and, and really our community. Uh, I'm also a big fan of my dad, so thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, for that. That, that. That made my morning. So I appreciate it, Bobby. You know, I, I think that. A lot of times people who aren't directly involved in the political process or, or what you have to do, um, it, it is becomes a 24-hour job. Um, I mean, there and there's a ton of hard decisions. And when you live in, I don't care if you're in a town of 10 or a town of 10 million um, or city of 10 million, you're going to have some people who agree with what you do and some people who don't. Sure. But, you know, it's why we have set terms. Yeah. It's why you didn't get elected to be the, the mayor, president of Lafayette Parish till you die. Because mm. need voters, new ideas. voters pick and then new people come along. I mean, 
Sorry, but you're not going to be it forever. And, you know, and, and, and I'm okay with that. Yes, and, yes, and guess what? And at least else, three terms, you will. Yeah, well, some, someone else <laughs> will have to figure these things it. out. You know. All right. You want to get another quick break in here? Yes, we will. And then uh, we have questions uh, about the uh, the rally that was held on the UL campus this past Sunday. Uh, talk about that. And it was another one planned. Peaceful protest, and then there is another one planned for Saturday. Uh, so we'll talk about all of those issues and take more of your phone calls. Coming up in just a bit here on Lafayette Live. Well, we've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture out there, though, and because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees for the heat index in the low to mid 90s overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid 70s we repeat the forecast again for tomorrow in fact saturday looks pretty similar as well winds will start to pick up on saturday you'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on sunday and continuing into monday for more head to ktc.com from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpel right now 72 degrees here at kpel studios our weather update and our Lafayette Live show brought to you by Southside Roofing, 337 Roofing, serving Acadiana for more than 20 years. Call Southside Roofing today, 337 Roofing for all of your roofing needs. News Talk 96.5, KPL. right now, traffic. And double-checking what's happening in our traffic. Vero School Road at La Nouvelle. We have a fender bender there. That's Vero School Road at La Nouvelle. Got a fender bender on Hospital Drive this morning, right before you get to the new roundabouts at Gerard Park Drive. So that's Hospital Drive, right before the roundabouts there at Gerard Park Drive. Make sure that you're buckling up and keeping it safe out there today, please. Seven forty-one now at Newstalk ninety-six-five KPL and Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory. Um, you know, I think it's a really cool thing when we see, it, you know, whether there are social challenges, there are protests in many other cities that you have had violence in, in recent days. Yeah. It has seemed to have resolved itself a bit uh, in the last day or so. But one thing I think that we can all be proud of is, you know, we have thousands of people. In Lafayette, right yeah. there on the UL campus at the intersection of University and Johnston, went out there. You were out there. Um, the interim chief of police was out there. Yep. There was no violence. There were no arrests. Um, and I think that's something that we should be proud of as a community. Another one is scheduled um, this Saturday on Camellia. Your thoughts on all this and and how our community is handling. What are you hearing? Well, we, we encourage participation. We encourage community participation. This is a very vital issue that's not unique to Lafayette. It's, um, you know, I will say this. Our heart is is hurting, just like every other community in this country. Mr. Floyd should not have uh, died in that manner. I think we can all agree with that. 
Uh, no one stands for uh, injustice. And, and, you know, we give our officers a lot of uh, what they call the sacred trust. You know, we give them a badge and a gun, and we say protect us, and they do it. And, and I'll tell you this, getting to know our Lafayette Police Department and the members of our last Lafayette Police Department and all of our first responders over these last, well, since January, um, really personally and these these are our first class citizens these are these are our heroes that that put their lives on the line every single day and then with that though comes a lot of trust and when those when that trust is violated like it was in Minneapolis it's um sometimes there's no words you know so i i get it and i understand and i encourage um our citizens to to voice their their opinions and it seems like this there's another one this saturday that we're going to have a an organized an organized event in in a different area of our our town, and but the but I'm very proud of our community, but peaceful. Um, there, you know, I was even I think the chief even said you know it's, it, it, the the university was cleaned up afterwards by the organi- organizers. Mm-hmm. So you know, look, it's a powerful message from from uh, a powerful group, and that powerful group is our community. And it yeah. seems like acknowledgement has been the key in all this. We saw you know New Orleans for a short time, you know, two days ago, I10 was closed. It seemed like there was an acknowledgement from the police force. We see you guys are not being violent. We're actually going to leave first. The the police force leaves. Everyone else breaks up. I mean, it's it just sort of happened that that's what what you're you're seeing across the country. We're going to go back to the phones. Two three two one five four two. Drake. Good morning. You're on with Mayor President Josh Guillory. If you could turn your radio down, please, and then go ahead with your question or comment. How are you, Mayor? Good, Drake. How are you? I am well. Uh, I, my, my question is this for you, in that uh, we have stopped Downtown Alive. All the festivals are canceled. All large gatherings are against the governor's proclamation. But yet, if it's a protest, it's okay. Maybe you could address that for me. Yeah, I think, uh, I think quite, quite a bit of people in the community probably agree with the the spirit of your question um i will say this i'm glad to be in phase two look look from the governor i'll be glad when we get the phase three and all this is over and we can go back to normal if uh whatever normal looks like at that time so hopefully we learn from this from, from a lot of angles um definitely economically from a public health standpoint i know i've learned a lot and i think everybody should should learn a lot from this downtown live is an independent organization that we we do encourage them to continue to find ways to make these these events happen in a safe manner and i feel like they are and uh we'll, we'll get back there drake good good question though good good sentiment all right thanks drake we appreciate it more calls of course at two three two one five four two, I want to ask a question. Um, you you talked a few minutes ago about uh, the police department. There seems to be some more um, issues there. Whether it it has to do with the police union or the police association, um, it, it it just seems like a snowballing issue that really hasn't resolved itself ever since uh, Toby Aguilar was out. It, it, it's what is your perspective on that? Um, and where do we move? How do we move forward all on that to to have more unity when it comes to law enforcement in the parish? It seems like it's really divided right now, really split. Yeah, I think some groups out there, some some uh, media outlets, just need something something to talk about. There's, well, I don't. Know, no, no, I want to hear it from the actual people. That's that's why we come each week so we can have these conversations. No, but uh, I think there's there's maybe a few, that interest is a little higher in some groups than than others, but it'll all play itself out. It all play itself out. I feel, and I don't. As far as any investigation, I defer to Chief on that. And his comment to the media the other day was because it's uh, an internal investigation, a personal issue that he couldn't go into uh, further discussion. 
uh, about the issue, too. So there's that for people listening uh, on on that issue. All right. Bill is on the phone. Good morning to you. Bill, you're on with Mayor President Josh Guillory. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, my question there, Mr. Josh, is uh, you didn't answer the last caller's question directly. He asked you about the festivals. They're all canceled, yet the demonstrations are okay. All you did is make a comment, we'll get back there and all that other stuff. I would like you to answer that question directly. Thank you. Well, thank Bill. If you could stay on the line. Are you the, oh, he's well, gone. I was going to ask okay. him maybe to clarify the question specifically. I thought I answered it, but, but maybe he'll call so, back in. Is it because things like a festival or a downtown alive, those are I get what he's saying. City funded? No, no, or? I no no, I get what he's saying. The governor governor's saying everybody has to stay at home mm-hmm. and shut down all these events, but yeah, we're gonna allow protest. I get the sentiment and I, mm-hmm. that's what I said for the previous caller. I think a lot of people sharing his his frustrations. I think that's a fair emotion. Um but I I'm saying open up to the extent that we can under state law, I can't override the governor. And I'm I'm asking for organizations like Downtown Alive and all these other events to to get back to normal as soon as you can in a safe manner, uh, in compliance with state law. I can't I can't override the governor. The legislature can, uh, but I can. Was if there was a Second Amendment rally, yeah, would that be I guess okay too? I mean, it's not like the police are going to go shut down any protests. Or I was rallies. about to say it seems like the even with the no, state the, law, the, the governor the can't supersede the Constitution yeah. and the ability. I guess well, for people I mean, to is that, that that's what I kind of yeah. was I was trying to get at. Oh no, is it? You know, because these people are peacefully assembling. Absolutely. So, this is this is uh, definitely not normal times, and I, and I again I share in a lot of those frustrations. But the First Amendment's been around since 1791. We have the right to peacefully assemble. So whether it's a Second Amendment rally or a, a protest the injustices that 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 have happened in uh, Minneapolis, you know, you're you're allowed to do that. Okay. And just like Downtown Alive could technically have it if they want. Okay. okay. Well, <laughs> maybe we we'll, we might get more comment on that, but um, I hear what the guys say. What the guys saying, and I understand, as you said, the spirit of the question. We're not having these things with large gatherings right now. These are planned events, but at the same time, the government cannot step in and stop people from from gathering like that if they're demonstrating for for that perspective. And I mean, I it's don't hard. know. I mean, I don't know that any police. Associate a uh, police department would ever do that either. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would be something, you know, that a police department would do. I mean, they're not stopping any other protests in any of the other cities because people are very upset about a man's murder. And other cities, by the way, we should acknowledge probably had li- other live events like we had that they also had to cancel. So it's something else that's probably not unique to our area either. Right. right. You know? But I mean, there's a big difference like- than gathering and drinking and watching a band than ex- like fighting for justice and, and exercising your, your rights as a citizen. Okay. All right. So, all right. Everybody gets to call into the show. There's that. And okay. Do you want to take one more call or you we- want to take a break first? Uh, we can go to Stephen if you wish. Go ahead. Good morning, uh, all right, Stephen. Yeah, speaker on my phone. Yeah, you go ahead, Stephen. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. If uh, if they're blocking the streets or protesting on the streets, do they have to get a permit? Sometimes. Sometimes. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for calling in. Um, so this. I'll keep it relevant to to the event that happened in Lafayette uh, over the weekend. 
the NAACP and other organizing um, entities did coordinate with the Lafayette Police Department and the University of Louisiana Lafayette to make sure that uh, they had permission to do do what they did. It was it was um, it was all legal. And again, we encourage community involvement on, not only on this issue but every issue. All right, let's take another break here. Two three two one five four two is the phone call. You're listening to Lafayette Live. Here for you in times of uncertainty. Tracking coronavirus, I'm Rob Kirkpatrick on this Town Square Media Station. Team you can rely on even on the darkest days. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. We're working for you on air, behind the scenes every single day. We're following a potential hazmat situation on I-10 this morning. As you get out and hit the road, Bernie's got the information you need to know. Your radio home for news and information for more than 60 years. You know, it's everything I need in the morning. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right, 754 now at News Talk 96.5 KPL and Lafayette Live so returns. Our news items that we had that, uh, so there was the rally on Sunday. There is another one scheduled for Saturday uh, entitled March to End White Silence and Police Brutality. Uh, they will be meeting. They plan to march peacefully down Camellia Boulevard. They will meet at the Lafayette Strong Pavilion, which is right next to St. Barnabas Church on Camellia Boulevard. They're going to meet at 1030. So you can find out more on Facebook um, if you're interested in all of that. So, all right. So as we move on on different topics, is there uh, the the hurricane prep, uh, prep that you referenced before? So what we're hearing right now, and of course, nobody has a crystal ball to know exactly. So mm-hmm. many of the models are suggesting that crystal ball will make its move up the Gulf of Mexico with the center of the storm ending up over St. Mary Parish. So most of the heavy-duty rainfall, et cetera, will be east of St. Mary Parish. But as we have all seen with the 2016 floods and, you know, any other storm. Too close for comfort. Yeah. Gosh, for people who had issues in, in 2016. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's, um, I, I will say this to, to our wonderful people that I'm blessed to serve. We are prepared, and all of every department of LCG and our neighboring parishes, we, we are definitely prepared, and we have experience in this. I, I know some a lot of people that, that I serve with have a lot of experience with it, and but we're ready. We did our prep, our formal walkthrough yesterday, and um, also, if you were at our council meetings these, this last last uh, Tuesday or this past Tuesday, um, you would you have noticed a big extensive uh, briefing on drainage, which is which is great. It was good. Three three entities uh, presented. It was really helpful. But one. A theme that that came out there was shutting off the pumps at the Test Vermilion Water District, and I, I will say that that is already done. That has already occurred. So, the the reason the reason that's relevant is that when you shut those pumps off, it, it'll lower the water levels in the Vermilion River, which means it can take on more more water. And I'm saying that as a layperson, non civil right. engineer, hydrologist. Well, remember but, when we had the last situation when we had Barry and we did yeah. not have flooding to that level. The same thing had been done a few days before, and the water level was down in the Vermilion. So. All things to do in prep. Um, I do want to reiterate that sandbag locations are always open. Uh, there's a location on the north side of the parish, south side, south end of the parish, and we have those addresses on our website. 
And everyone out there, look, now's the time to prepare. You know, pre- prepare for the worst, hope for the best. This thing could be any frame, anything from just a little rainstorm to to a pretty big hurricane. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Bernie said, it's in the it's about to be back in those Gulf waters, and anything can happen. This is hurricane yeah. season. It's it's uh, it's not August or July where it's a little hotter. But it, it's still, you know, when that those systems go into the Gulf, and we have our our resident uh, meteorologist here, right. Jamie. Not, not, not quite, but almost. <laughs> almost. Well, I'll tell you yeah. this: you've taken more courses than we have. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's, you do have an advisor that but, has some experience with weather. We, nice. Our model is Google. <laughs> it's not really, but I won't, I won't get all sciencey on you. <laughs> I was I was putting him on the spot. He won't get all sciencey on us. That's 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 my kind of thing too. Yeah. yeah. We don't want to get too sciencey on stuff. That's right. But I will say that it has started its <laughs> gradual turn to the north. Okay, so we have already seen that. And it'll get over the warm waters of the Gulf of Mexico. Above average. Yeah, above average. average right now, yes. And so we just pro- hope and pray that it just, maybe it'll dissipate. There is a chance, too, it could fall apart. That's what one of the models that I, I looked at suggested. So that would be nice, too. And yeah, we would welcome that. But just in case, just everybody out there, just, you know, make your plans right now. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Indeed. Lafayette Live with Mayor President Josh Guillory each and every week, 7 o'clock right here on Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Appreciate your time today. Thank you, sir. And we'll be in touch. Um, We'll see what happens, and we're hoping for another peaceful rally demonstration this weekend in Lafayette. All right, 7.58 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Fox News Commentary. Reopening schools in a pandemic. More next. Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube are being criticized for banning political messages. One big media company is even asking Twitter to ban President Trump. Each weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Sean Spicer tackles the new censorship and its dangers. Watch Sean Spicer's new show on Newsmax TV, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Newsmax TV is on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Armstrong, and more. Check your cable guide and tune into Newsmax TV now. Public health officials and policymakers are actively debating whether or not to reopen schools as normal in the fall. Perhaps those decisions can be made easier by the experiences of other countries. The Wall Street Journal reports that Denmark, Austria, Norway, Finland, Singapore, Australia, and New Zealand have reopened classrooms in recent weeks, but, quote, haven't had outbreaks in schools or daycare centers. The Danish government recently released, roughly five weeks after reopening daycare centers and elementary schools, the Danish government says they have seen no appreciable uptick in the spread of the disease in Denmark. These are significant and optimistic findings. If schools and children are, by and large, not vectors for this disease or its spread, that's a huge piece of information. But more data is still needed, and caution is still warranted. After an apparent outbreak at a high school in Israel forced that institution to close again. Let's wait and see, but for now, a lot of the indications on schools are looking positive. That's your Fox News comment. Home of the Rush Limbaugh Show in Acadiana. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Brobridge, Lafayette. It's now 42 million unemployment claims. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News. Since the coronavirus shutdowns, as many more out-of-work Americans file, Fox's Lillian Wu has but more details live. Dave, there were 1.87 million new claims for unemployment benefits last week. That is in line with expectations. And the ninth straight decline since applications spiked in mid-March, suggesting that the gradual reopening of businesses has slowed the loss of jobs. Continuing claims, that's the number of people who remain un on unemployment. That number is higher than expected. It's 21.49 million versus the estimate 20.05 million. Dave? 
Well, a more mostly peaceful protest last night in New York City were marred by another attack on police. It appears to be a completely cowardly, despicable, unprovoked attack on a defenseless police officer. And thank God we're not planning a funeral right now. NYPD Commissioner Dermot Chase says the man stabbed an officer out on looting patrol, anti-looting patrol, took his gun and shot two other cops. They're all expected to survive. The suspect was also shot and critically injured in Minneapolis. This afternoon, a private memorial service will be held for George Floyd here at North Central University. It will be a, a smaller gathering due to restrictions due to the coronavirus, um, but it will be streamed online and his funeral will be Tuesday down in Houston. Fox's Garrett Tenney, another case that led to protests, goes to court today in Georgia. A judge in Glynn County, Georgia, is set to hold a preliminary hearing for Gregory and Travis McMichael and William Bryan Jr., all three are charged with murdering 25-year-old Ahmaud Arbery as he jogged through their neighborhood outside Brunswick, Georgia. Fox's Evan Brown. Brian's the one who recorded the shooting while Arbery was out jogging them, and Michael's claimed that they thought he was a burglar. Three people are dead after storms in Pennsylvania, all hit by falling trees. America's listening to Fox News. I've always wanted to learn another language, but every time I try, it never sticks. So I decided to give Babbel a try, and I really like the teaching method of the app. I started with the beginner lesson on Babbel, and it starts with simple words and phrases. And soon, you're putting those words into a conversation. Each lesson takes about 10 to 15 minutes, and they're all really different, which keeps things interesting. The app is really smart. It actually keeps track of the words I'm struggling with so I can practice them and get better. I chose Babbel because it was created by real language teachers. They built it around real life, how people actually communicate and what they care about. I can't wait to use my new language skills in the real world. Dos cervezas, por favor. <laughs> With Babbel, get conversational in Spanish, French, German, and more. It just takes 10 to 15 minutes a day. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com or download the Babbel app and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-V-B-E-L.com. Former Defense Secretary Jim Mattis has taken shots at his ex-boss. Writing in the Atlantic, President Trump tries to divide us. And he was critical of the use of military force in Washington, claiming the president violated protesters' constitutional rights going to visit a damaged church, which Mattis called a photo op. The president's firing back, tweeting the only thing he and President Obama had in common was the honor of firing Mattis, calling Mattis the world's most overrated general. Fox's Griff Jenkins, a new Fox poll, has the president trailing in three battleground states. The new poll shows likely Democratic nominee Joe Biden leading President Trump 46 to 42 percent in Arizona and 49 to 40 percent in Wisconsin. In Ohio, however, Biden's edge is just 45 to 43 percent within the margin of error, making that state a toss up. Many polls have shown the president with an edge in dealing with the economy. In each of these three states, three out of every four respondents classify the economy as fair or poor. The survey shows white men and white evangelicals supporting the president, while women, Hispanic voters, and those under age 45 flock to Biden. Gernal Scott, Fox News. I bet 
gamblers will love hearing this. After more than two and a half months of being closed due to the coronavirus, Nevada's casinos are reopening. MGM Resorts and Caesars Entertainment will open some of their properties on the Las Vegas Strip, which will be marked by the restart of the famous Bellagio Fountains. Harrah's will reopen tomorrow and Excalibur is set for next week. The Fremont Street Experience, a pedestrian mall with a light show, shops, and a zip line, welcomed back visitors yesterday while the opening of the Miracle Mile shops, a shopping mall on the Strip, has been moved to next Tuesday out of an abundance of caution. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. On Wall Street, Dow futures are down 100 points. The Dow has surged this week back over 26,000. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News. Your 24-7 news source, on air, online, and with the Cape Hill News app. Now the headlines from the Cape Hill News Center. 74 degrees here at Cape Hill. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. Officials say protesters clashed for the first time during protests last night in New Orleans. For the fourth time in five days, demonstrators took to the streets to demand action against police brutality. A crowd estimated to be in the thousands marched onto the Crescent City Connection. Officers did use tear gas to disperse the group when it refused to comply with orders not to cross the Crescent City Connection. Now, the NOPD released a statement saying escalation and confrontation hurts everyone. Well, tomorrow is a big day for people in business, especially for restaurants and bars. Seating capacity will end up going to 50%. Some people, of course, worried so much about their businesses. So what is it really going to mean as far as things going forward with phase two? Here's more on the story. What they've been doing so far under phase one is re really not an economic recovery. It's more testing their systems and seeing how they're doing. That's president of the Louisiana Restaurant Association, Stan Harris. Phase two allows restaurants to increase from 25 to 50 percent capacity. But as for true economic recovery, that won't happen until they can operate at full capacity. And then hopefully as we move into phase three and beyond, they're able to return to what's much more of a normal operation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Now, some evictions are set to resume when the state does enter phase two starting tomorrow. A housing advocate talking a little bit about the process and what people's rights are when it comes to that. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center Executive Director Gashana Hill says if your landlord wants to evict you, they'll have to take the issue to the courts first. If a judge rules in their favor, you'll be given some time to remove your personal items. And during that time, it is illegal for your landlord to force you out. Changing the lock. Uh, or they might turn off the utilities or the water and make conditions so unbearable that the renter leaves their home. Once that period ends, a landlord would have to return to the court for another order to begin removing your items from your home. I'm Matt Doyle. So landfall of tropical storm Cristobal on the Louisiana coast is possible late Sunday night or into early Monday. The system is slowly moving inland over eastern Mexico, but it's expected to get back into the Gulf of Mexico and start heading north on Friday, possibly bringing high winds, heavy rain, and storm surge to Louisiana. State climatologist Barry Kine says everyone in South Louisiana needs to be paying attention to this storm. There are going to be impacts all along Louisiana's coast. And a little zig or a zag could lead to very dramatically different conditions from place to place. And while it's expected to remain at tropical storm strength when crossing the Gulf, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. This thing could be a hurricane coming in. I'm Kevin Barnard. 
Now, as far as preparation for the state, well, everything is working. The existing preparation guidelines are in place, but with some adjustments made with COVID-19 in mind. Governor John Bell Edwards says that shelters are a major piece of a state's response efforts, but now is not the best time to congregate at mega shelters. So we have pre-positioned there some tents within the shelters so that people can have uh, an area in the shelter that is sort of self-contained if that if that's necessary. Edwards says another issue they're trying to solve is the potential lack of help from humanitarian groups that well, they help the state out and the state relies on them to help give aid during any crisis. Quite frankly, the American Red Cross volunteers aren't going to be available to us as they normally are because many of those volunteers are in that vulnerable age category. Now, the storm could dump 10 to 15 inches of rain in a worst case scenario. Right now, forecasters are saying that the center of the storm would be over St. Mary and coming as a tropical storm or even a tropical depression at that time, which could mean the potential of a lot of rain for the eastern side of the storm, which would be eastward of St. Mary Parish. Well, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser says Louisiana State Parks were packed over the last two weekends. Levels of attendance, he said, that haven't been seen since 2008. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser thanked Louisianans for stepping up to help out their local tourism economy and for doing it in a safe way. He says the crowds were respectful of social distancing but still bustling. The last two weekends, we saw over 20,000 visitors to our state parks. Incredible numbers, and everyone did it in a safe manner, so we're really proud of that. Nungesser says Grand Isle, in particular, had incredible levels of turnout. Grand Isle. I think over 2,000 people. I'm Matt Doyle. It's coming up now on 810. Our news update being brought to you this morning by the Positive Coaching Alliance. Do you have questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school sports. You can find out more at positivecoach.org. Well, we've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture around there, though, and because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees with the heat index in the low to mid 90s overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid 70s we repeat the forecast again for tomorrow in fact saturday looks pretty similar as well winds will start to pick up on saturday you'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on sunday and continuing into monday for more head to ktc.com from the storm team three weather lab i'm ktc meteorologist daniel phillips on news talk 96.5 kpel and right now 74 degrees here at kpel studio is our weather update brought to you by Home Furniture. They are celebrating their 75th anniversary. Yeah, that's awesome. So 75th anniversary sale going on at Home Furniture now through Saturday. So whether you are looking for uh, maybe a mattress or a dresser, new dining room table, finally want to make something look right in the den with maybe one of those new sectional sofas, 
maybe even the kind that have the recliners on each end. Home Fern has got great deals, even on their new arrivals. So if you are looking for something great, maybe an island for the kitchen, maybe a brand new coffee table, something entertainment-wise, homefern.com is where you're going to find all of it. They've got all kinds of different stores throughout the Acadiana area, too. If you want to look at it face-to-face, up close. So visit homefern.com to find out, hey, what are the deals? What's going on? Or you can visit their Surrey Street location, right on Johnston Street, or you can go in the Jefferson Terrace Boulevard, right in New Iberia. For home furniture with their 75th anniversary sale going on right now. News Talk 96.5. KPL. Right now, traffic. We do have a report of a fender bender. Youngsville Highway Ambassador Caffrey and Broussard. Youngsville Highway Ambassador Caffrey and Broussard. There is a report of a fender bender in that area. So just make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe out there today. Traffic being brought to you by Southside Roofing. Look, if you need something happening, maybe it's a brand new roof. Maybe you just want somebody to come and check it out. See what things are looking like. Well, they got more than 20 years of experience. So you can call Southside Roofing today at 337-ROOFING for all of your roofing needs. Right, it is 816 now at News Talk 96.5. KPL, welcome back to Acadiana's Morning News. It is pre-Friday, and that means we talk to Major Eddie Thibodeau. Good morning to you. No, I still got it wrong again. You say, hey, I am Major Major Eddie Thibodeau. I'm sorry. Call me Eddie Thibodeau. Yeah, but you know, but you work, but you work very hard. It's, see, it's not like me or yeah. Burn. Like, we could go save this hey. building from a fire. Our title's never going to change. But you <laughs> do great things, and you move up in the ranks. So it is, I'm just, it, I should call, be more call respectful. Me anything, just don't call me late for supper. Me <laughs> or, too. Or, 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 or a snow cone. Or, right. <laughs> don't call me late. So, Eddie, what's <laughs> going on? Well, I'm sure you saw in the news that um, we had to let two officers go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk uh, to us a little bit about that. Yeah, um... One posted uh, what he thought was some funny things about it. You know, you know they call them memes. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just we don't tolerate the, uh, you know, in the sheriff's office, and you represent us, you represent everyone in the parish. Uh, he posted some stuff, and he was called down on it. Uh, it started, actually, my phone uh, with all the Facebooks and stuff uh, started from uh, 12 midnight when he posted it uh, from Chicago, from uh uh, nationwide, New York, Minnesota, Texas, and stuff. So when I woke up that morning, I, we saw it, and he had already taken it down. Because actually, one of his friends called him and said, "Man, what are you doing? You take that down." But it was too late. Mm-hmm. You know, well, you you push that send button, and someone's already screenshotted it. And um, uh, the sheriff, uh, we didn't do any investigation. We didn't. I mean, it wasn't going to be a month long stuff. Uh, he admitted it, of course, and. Um, they, he got terminated. You know, you, you can't do, you can't post stuff like that. That discredits our department. And then the other one, um, he actually came forward and said, look, um, I too posted something. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he said, look, instead of putting a discredit and stuff, he said, I'm just going to resign. Wow. So, um, you know, we, we and we say right away, but we still do 
a quick investigation. Well, sure. You, know, you never know who is going to, you know, my, my, my wife could have, you know, I guess I'm going to get in trouble if I say that. She's probably listening. My wife might have posted it or something on my Facebook, you know. But, you know, they both admitted it, and they both felt sorry. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not the uh, – it's not funny. It's not a joke. Mm -hmm. It's insensitive. And uh, our sheriff is not going to tolerate um, posting stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Not to mention, you know, it's like an extension of your existence anyway. I know there are a lot of people who have – you know, they get – all up in arms when their place of business you know, you know responds that way and one of the first things you say which are first things you see which i think is just a misunderstanding of the first amendment is well that's my right to free speech and right. a lot of people don't realize or or maybe are just not educated enough to know that the first amendment protects you from punishment by the government for what you say right. your place of employment is in that that middle ground that's right. And, and let, let me put, and, you know, we don't take this lightly because our secretaries and some of our other staff, they wear their names on a, like a polo shirt. They say St. Linda Sheriff's Office. Mm -hmm. So they actually put undue risk to other officers, say, gassing up their vehicles or, or in a store shopping after work and it says sheriff on it or even picketing the sheriff's office and stuff. So the repercussions that you put online could come back to hurt law enforcement throughout the parish and the state and other places. Hmm. Well, so, you know, and the sheriff just said that, you know, we can't tolerate it and, and that the guys, and they knew they, 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 they sent all the guys a, a letter saying, you know, an email saying, look, I'm sorry and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we wish the best of them, but we can't have that in our department. Right. Now, let me uh, switch gears now and ask you about uh, St. Landry Crime Stoppers and what they're focusing on this week. We did another special one. A while back ago, we did um, one of my classmates, Linda Hardy, lost uh, her father. Uh, he just turned up missing. Mm -hmm. um, so I had her come on. Well, this week, uh, yesterday, uh, we've been investigating the, the January 5th 2020 shooting at the Yamberley where uh, Terrell Ford Jr. was uh, shot in front of his eight-year-old son. So we re-ran that, and this, uh, his mom, Miss St. Romain, wanted to come on and plead for some help. She actually got friends and family, to, and they collected $20,000. Uh, it's sitting in the bank. We, we, we know it's there. So she's actually offering an additional $20,000 in cash for the arrest of the person or persons who shot her son. So wow. I decided to get her on there and let her speak from the heart mm -hmm. and plead that uh, information uh, would come forth and can put that case to rest and give him some justice. Absolutely. And you just know. a family that's been waiting for that long. Like mm -hmm. that's, I always think about just sort of the closure the that you don't have. That, yeah. That you know, they, you don't you have know, that. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Um, so we um, we we were delighted that, that she came in. Um, I told her we would air it, and I said we would air it on his birthday, and we would air it uh, on the date of the shooting every year until we can solve uh, this crime for her. But uh, her friends and family, like I said, got a $20,000 cash reward for uh, information leading to the arrest. And that's on top of our, our Crime Stoppers award also. Oh. So, you know, you'll you'll get $21,000. So uh, go to our Facebook page, look at it, 
um, share it and see if we can close this case up. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, you can look around the whole Facebook page. Keep going back and look at some of the other things oh, that have been on we there. Do, we, do, we do a, um, a did you know, a tip of the day. And like I said, um, our staff, we we go to the other Facebook pages of uh, the Crime Stoppers in Acadia and Lafayette. So you can look on our pages for for all the people that's doing the um, the crime of the week and we air it uh, just as a, you know, and we've always talked about it. They don't always stay in St. Landry. Uh, criminals travel, uh, you know, yep. Paris just like wide, everybody else, wide. right? So, yeah. yeah. So it's just a, a, a thing that we wanted to do, just share the crimes in our neighboring parish and see if we can get the victims some justice. Indeed. Eddie doing such great work. I love to remind people about the P3 app because that's another place where you can submit um, any tips about things you see. Um, I want the one thing, because I was talking to someone, Eddie, and and they mentioned the P3 app. Okay. By the way, you have some fans out there. So shout out to Sharon and church point. But um, she was, she was telling me about the app. And the one thing she said is, gosh, you know what? Sometimes I think I see something but I'm just not sure. And I said, submit that to yep, exactly. You know what? These investigators would love for it to go nowhere, but tap if they are app. looking for something yeah, you know what? Put it in there, <laughs> tap the app and then, uh, you know, and, and help. And who knows, maybe you give uh, investigators one little clue that they needed to tie everything together. You know, Rob, the last tip that uh, we got a couple of days ago was a tip. Somebody screenshotted a Facebook message that was uh, inciting people to go burn down uh, places around St. Landry Parish. So the tip came in, we sent it to the State Police Fusion Center, we sent it to the agency, and we also sent it to the FBI. So if you see a post on there saying, hey, let's uh, burn this down, tip that also so we can send it to the proper authorities. And it might just be, again, it might be someone just voicing and and just trying to, to vent but um, the, the app is used for anything you see, and let our investigators deem us it's, if it's necessary or if it's, uh, if it's legitimate. Yeah, and easy enough to do. You screenshot, you know, report on it, and then and it's, it's done, you know. Eddie Thibodeau. If you're, in a if you're in the neighborhood and you see something suspicious, just screenshot, uh, take a picture and send it to us. Yep, absolutely. All right, we appreciate you. Every Thank Thursday, you. we get to talk to Eddie Thibodeau. Of course, you know, he's also a TV star, but, you know. Yes, you are a TV star. Uh, that's, that's not right. the part of his life that I'm wins a, awards. I think we should go I'm ahead and say that. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday, they came out and they said, uh, Monday, they came out and said, nominations are now open. So uh, Awesome. Hopefully, we'll, we'll do it again. So, uh, thank y'all, and, and God bless y'all for what y'all do. All yeah, right. well, Thanks, you Eddie. too, Eddie. Appreciate you, man. All right, it is 826 right. now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL. We march on with this Thursday edition of Acadiana's Morning News after this. I'm Brandon Como, and you're locked into KPEL. Get my take on the day's biggest stories alongside Shannon Wilkerson. Offsides, weekdays at 4 on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. All right, 828 now at Newstalk 96.5 KPL. Hey, on our website now, Yeah. Um, a statement out this morning from Drew Brees, Saints mm-hmm. quarterback, um, apologizing for uh, the remarks he made. You know, yesterday, we talked about it earlier in the show today, but yesterday when they came out, there was a ton of people that were 
kind of jumping out and, and saying what they thought about it. I thought, no, nothing to even do with the actual comments. It just seemed a little bit out of character for him to, to even on inject a- on something that was so emotional. You know, yeah. it's, it just doesn't seem like it. It's him, um, but he... Well, maybe they directly asked him the question, and that's... Uh, I don't know I don't yes. know all the circumstances. Um, the comment from this morning uh, posted, as I said, right there on the homepage at kpel965.com. And yeah, here's you know. what he says. Um, I'd like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, the NFL community, and anyone I heard with my comments yesterday. And speaking with you, it breaks my heart to know I caused you this pain. In an attempt to talk about respect, unity, and solidarity... Centered around the American flag and the national anthem, I made comments that were insensitive and missed the mark on the issue we're facing right now in this country. They lacked awareness and any type of compassion of, or any compassion, they lacked awareness and any type of compassion or empathy. Instead, those words have become more divisive and hurtful and have misled people into believing that somehow I'm an enemy. This could not be further from the truth. It's not accurate reflection of my heart or my character. So you can read the full statement at kpel965.com. All right, it's 830 now at News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Bernie's headlines just after a quick break. News Talk 96.5 KPEL. Depend on it. It's the bottom of the hour. Now the top stories from kpel965.com. KPEL News Time coming up now on 831. Right now, 76 degrees here at KPEL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news and information update. In headlines this morning. Violence erupting in Brooklyn as people hit the streets to protest the death of George Floyd. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force has joined the investigation into the stabbing of an NYPD officer in Brooklyn. It happened late last night when police say a man walked up behind the officer who'd been assigned to an anti-looting post and stabbed him. We had two police officers shot in the hand and we had the third police officer that is stabbed in the neck. That's NYPD Commissioner Dermot Shea. All three officers are expected to be okay. Investigators say the man responsible for the stabbing was shot multiple times and is in critical condition. Protesters marched in Brooklyn last night, but they were not near the area where the incident happened. In New York City, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Tens of thousands of people continue to hit the streets after the George Floyd death. There's been looting, destruction, law enforcement hurt, and law enforcement killed in some instances. Now, on Fox this morning, the mayor of Miami-Dade County in Florida Carlos Jimenez explains how police are prepared to combat outsiders that are trying to hijack what have been peaceful protests. Our officers are on, you know, on high alert right now. The police department is on high alert, uh, and we have good communications with the community. The community is actually giving us information about what's really happening. We know that we have outsiders here in Miami-Dade. Now, the murder charge against the officer who kneeled on Floyd's neck for eight minutes has been elevated to second-degree murder. Protests continued in New York City Wednesday night. It is all about the NYPD cracking down on curfew violators. We were live on the air when they started moving in on a group of protesters here on 3rd Avenue and 50th Street. It started pouring rain and these protesters were cornered essentially surrounded by the NYPD. They had been protesting for hours peacefully. They moved in using bikes um, and they started zip tying, arresting 94 people arrested. Now that is 
Fox's Brian Yenis reporting from that scene. Senator John Kennedy says what happened to George Floyd at the hands of police was murder. I believe Officer Chauvin murdered Mr. Floyd. Kennedy says the other officers that stood by and watched without intervention are also culpable. Kennedy applauds Louisiana protesters for keeping demonstrations lawful and condemns those in other areas of the country if they believe rioting and looting is an effective tactic for sending a message. If you can't tell the difference between a peaceful protest and felony rioting, then you've tested positive for stupid. I'm Kevin Barnhart. Officials say that protesters and police, now this is the first change we've seen for the state of Louisiana, that there were some protests last night again in New Orleans, but demonstrators were out there, and in this case, thousands marched onto the Crescent City Connection. Officers used tear gas to disperse the group, when they refuse to comply with orders not to cross the Crescent City connection. NOPD releasing a statement saying escalation and confrontation hurts everyone. There was a march on the UL campus on Sunday, and another march has been planned for this Saturday in Lafayette. Organizers of the June 6th event called March to End White Silence and Police Brutality say the march will begin at 1030 on Camellia Boulevard at the Lafayette Strong Pavilion next to St. Barn- Barnabas Episcopal Church. The participants say it's going to be a peaceful gathering. They're asked to bring their own water, and everyone is asked to bring and wear a protective mask. Parking is available at St. Barnabas Church, they say, but they do remind people it's best to carpool or get dropped off if possible. And the march is hoping to raise awareness, organizers say, of the disproportionate incarceration rates in Louisiana. Well, restaurants and bars that serve food are prepping for a big day tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day that we move into phase two. But the big question is, is it going to be enough to help them keep their doors open? What they've been doing so far under phase one is really not an economic recovery. It's more testing their systems and seeing how they're doing. That's president of the Louisiana Restaurant Association, Stan Harris. Phase two allows restaurants to increase from 25 to 50 percent capacity. But as for true economic recovery, that won't happen until they can operate at full capacity. And then hopefully as we move into phase three and beyond, they're able to return to what's much more of a normal operation. I'm Brooke Thorrington. Well, some evictions are set to resume when the state enters phase two tomorrow. So a housing advocate gives an idea about the process and what people's rights are. Louisiana Fair Housing Action Center Executive Director Gashana Hill says if your landlord wants to evict you, they'll have to take the issue to the courts first. If a judge rules in their favor, you'll be given some time to remove your personal items, and during that time, it is illegal for your landlord to force you out. Changing the lock. Uh, or they might turn off the utilities or the water and make conditions so unbearable that the renter leaves their home. Once that period ends, a landlord would have to return to the court for another order to begin removing your items from your home. I'm Matt Doyle. And Cristobal, a tropical storm, currently it is likely to make landfall along the Louisiana coast. What the models are all suggesting now is that it will end up having the center of the storm over St. Mary Parish. Now, this will be late Sunday night or early 
Monday morning. Those are the projections as of now. The system is slowly moving inland over eastern Mexico, but it's expected to get back into the Gulf of Mexico and start heading north on Friday, possibly bringing high winds, heavy rain, and storm surge to Louisiana. State climatologist Barry Kimes says everyone in South Louisiana needs to be paying attention to this storm. There are going to be impacts all along Louisiana's coast, and a little zig or a zag could lead to very dramatically different conditions from place to place. And while it's expected to remain at tropical storm strength when crossing the Gulf, not out of the realm of possibilities. This thing could be a hurricane coming in. I'm Kevin Barnhart. It's coming up now on 838 here at KPL and our news update being brought to you by the great folks over at the Jambalaya shop, which is right over on West Congress. Check out the Jambalaya shop. They've got everything you need. Fresh Jambalaya, Pastalaya and sides. 4150 West Congress Street. That convenient location has a drive through You can also do carry out or delivery. We've had some areas of light patchy fog developing out across Acadiana this morning. Shouldn't last too long into the day. We'll eventually see the sunshine coming out probably by about mid-morning and then continuing on into early parts of the afternoon. Plenty of moisture around there, though, and because of the moisture, do look for some scattered showers and a few thunderstorms to pop up as we start to heat things up later on today. Those will start to fire sometime mid-afternoon, go into the early evening. Winds from the south at about 5 to 10 miles an hour. Highs up to around 89 degrees with the heat index in the low to mid-90s. Overnight lows going to be sitting in the low to mid-70s. We repeat the forecast again for tomorrow. In fact, Saturday looks pretty similar as well. Winds will start to pick up on Saturday. You'll feel some of the early tropical breezes and the potential for some tropical storm weather arriving on Sunday and continuing into Monday. For more, head to KTC.com. From the Storm Team 3 Weather Lab, I'm KTC Meteorologist Daniel Phillips on News Talk 96.5 KPL. So right now, 77 degrees here at the KPL Studios. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Right now, traffic. So now we're getting an all clear. No crashes, no breakdowns to worry about at the moment. Hey, make sure that you're buckling up and that you're keeping it safe. It's 640 now, News Talk 96.5 KPL, and it's pre-Friday. For Summer Bob. Da, da, da. That's a, that's actually the, his soundtrack for whenever he's unbuttoning his shirt to an inappropriate <laughs> level for a business meeting. Anyway, Bob Carricker joins us on the phone this morning. For a business meeting. I get no respect. Uh, no. Nope, nope. Well, nope, I was going to say. Rodney Dangerfield of KPL. I was going to say before you rolled up onto campus, but I figured I'd be a little bit more respectful. <laughs> So, anyway, good morning to you, Summer Bob. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well. Doing very good. Um, good. It's starting to feel like things are getting back to normal, so this is a, this is a good time. Well, good, because, you know, you sent us this morning, you always send us a little tease in the morning, and you sent us a picture of a railroad track this morning, and I was hoping you weren't, you know, sending us a picture of where you were, as in, like, right. you had to do an interview with us, so you laid down on a railroad track to hopefully... <laughs> Train got to you before six forty, you know. <laughs> no, that is not what that was all about, Rob. You, you, you might need some help. No, well, yeah, you I know think what? So. Actually, tr- truthfully, the the level of help I need is really good for the line of work that I'm in. You know, normal people don't do very well in in journalism and broadcasting and radio. And, you know, you got to be a little ticky ticky boom if you know what I mean. 
Anyways. So what's going on with the railroad tracks this morning, Bob, in our history lesson for the week? All right. So your your history lesson for the week, um, we're going to actually go back a little bit to the Louisiana Purchase again, oh. so, kind of, sort of. We did this a couple of weeks ago. Um, why did we do that? Oh, it was actually the, <laughs> the whole Louisiana Purchase and how it came about. I love that you're wondering, too. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I sit around with my children and I say, oh, my gosh, we have to come up with a list of everything I've done. And, and <laughs> we start to do that. <laughs> but now you need to go home and write down that we did the Louisiana Purchase. Good, yeah. We covered that little <laughs> so, little moment in history. So, anyway, the, the point of that was that, you know, the United States was this growing geographical entity. I mean, it was expanding geographically and new lands were being acquired. And the United States is huge. It's, it's a tremendously vast um, country. And Thomas Jefferson, so this is 1802, Thomas Jefferson, 1803, right, Louisiana Purchase, he sees this size and it's a concern because how do you make, how do you make the United States how do you make this great nation actually united when it is so gigantic and it is so daunting to get across it? And this is a, an issue for a long time. So he's aware of this in 1802. Um, at this time, it took maybe three or four days to travel 100 miles. So this is what they're looking at. Three or four days to travel 100 miles, and they've got this gigantic, fast, United States on their hands. So Thomas Jefferson, though, saw before railroads were a thing in 1802, he, you know, he was a visionary guy. He was an inventor. He was an entrepreneurial person. And he saw that maybe someday if someone can, and he said this, if somebody can put a steam engine on a carriage, Man would be tremendously served by that, he said. So this was an idea. Well, between 1802 and 1850, the railroads did, in fact, come along, and the United States embraced railroad industries and technologies, and in 50 years, by the 1850s, had become the world's largest railroading nation that there was. But there was still this huge ta huge task of getting all the way across the United States, which would take six months if you took a, a stagecoach. And can you can you even wrap your head around the yeah. trauma that it would be to be on a stagecoach for six months traveling from New York to San Francisco? So the Transcontinental Railroad itself was established then in 1869. And this is a fantastic thing. It's a very cool place to go. You go to, to Promontory Point, Utah, really in the middle of of the Great Basin. It's it's probably, I think it's two and a half hours from Salt Lake City itself. So it's a really cool place to go. So that's 1869 that the Transcontinental Railroad is established, but it still takes a long time to get across the country. However, a six-month journey was cut down to um, about 10 or 12 days. Mm -hmm. But on June the 4th, 1876, so this this is the day, uh, the first express railroad going nonstop from New York City to San Francisco actually completed its journey, and it took 83 hours. Oh, gosh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. 
Right, and this is the beauty of it, Rob. You say that sounds terrible, but in fact, in the moment, this was un- inconceivably fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. It, it was, it was, it's like, this can't happen. How can we possibly get from New York to San Francisco from Monday to Thursday? And people, it, they literally said, this has annihilated this express service from New York to San Francisco. 83 hours has annihilated our concept of time and space. <laughs> but you know, and it's so <laughs> It's so crazy to think about this and how they were so excited to be able to go there that quick and express nonstop. Perfect. Um, yeah. And now the flight there is probably two and a half hours and we need Wi-Fi on there to make sure we right. can work during those two and a half hours. You know, right. like, I mean, it, we've just really or like, you know, are going to the store to get something to pass the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to sit there. I need to rob Rob, and this is the beauty of history. It gives us perspective. And so if you understand these things, right, when I'm on that two-hour flight across the country and somebody's kicking me in the back of the, the seat and they've got their naked foot coming through, you know, the, with, you know, it's there, I'm perfectly fine with it because I'm able to reflect and say, well, you know what? At least it's not six months on a stagecoach. Yep. You know, and, and truthfully... <laughs> About the in, in flying too, I always find myself. You know, you have all these problems, okay? And of course, they're your problems, so they're the worst problems. It's just the way that our brain is, right. is wired. I find that when I fly, and you know, you get to a low enough level where you're below the clouds, and you can see the interstates, and you can see people moving around, and you can see people parked at malls. I mm-hmm. take solace in the fact that everyone else thinks that their problems are also the biggest in the world. And it's very clear that it's not, you know, I mean, just just to look down, just to look down on people, you know, I'm just saying, you know, you kind of look down and say, okay, well, hold on. Everything's sort of moving. Everything keeps on going. And and, uh, you know what? For me, sometimes I need that to put my two feet on the ground in the morning and get out and keep on going, you know? Right. So you like to fly over other people's problems going 600 miles an hour. Is that no, what you're <laughs> you know what? And maybe no an occasional discharge comment. from the lavatory, you know? <laughs> it's in 600 miles an hour. It's just, blue ice. Just, it just vaporizes, right? Don't put the blue ice. Don't open your mouth if you see the blue ice. It's terrible. That's it. I'm buttoning my shirt up. <laughs> Oh, Bob. Well, you know what? That is great. And, you know, I'll tell you this, Bob, and you're from the Pacific Northwest, and so you guys actually do trains, you know, pretty well as far as moving around. I know that it's like a big tourist thing because you can see so much. I have always wanted yeah. to take that. Is it like a Chicago to Seattle or something where where it has the open awesome. top, you know, and you can kind yeah, of move yeah. around and you can sit and you kind of go across the plains and you see all this stuff? I've always loved to do that. But once again, in my head, I don't feel like I have time. <laughs> but there you go. Hey, Bob, you know, yeah. you're from the Northwest, and uh, you ever seen a Sasquatch? It's <laughs> a funny story, Bernie. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Why did I even ask this question? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if we have the time for this, but I, I'll tell you the very short version if you want it. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. we do. We'll take it. So my sister-in-law believed that she saw a Sasquatch because my wife and I 
when she was probably nine years old, took her hiking. We were tired. We wanted to go back to the car. So the way that we expedited this is we both said, oh, my Lord, look, there's a Sasquatch. And then we turned around and ran screaming back to the car. (laughs) Well, it's terrible because this incident is burned into her brain. She knows. She knows that she saw a Sasquatch that day. And we still have not had the, the, the courage to say, you know what, Siobhan, we, we, we made that up. You did not. We lied because we were ready to go and you weren't. Oh, gosh. Right. Well, so, you know what, Bob? Whatever it takes. She's a very thing. accomplished person today, and it's embarrassing because she has this, this false memory <laughs> that we That we you implanted in her brain. brain. You realize, Bob, right. every time we have one of these segments, I realized while you, why you were sent into exile in Louisiana <laughs> from the Pacific Northwest. And it's because you've done things like this. <laughs> right. Well, and we haven't even talked about the Fire Investigation Bureau. <laughs> You know what? what? We still we, that it, we but Bob. We have to save it for time. We but do. you remember, Bob, Bob? He has a sketchy past. Okay, tell this, you you you. I'm scared of you, and I'm I'm. It, you're amazing. That unbuttoned uh-huh. shirt is a cover. Something. Yep. <laughs> anyway, he's probably in witness protection. Probably so. <laughs> All right. Six, the Rush Morning Update is brought to you by Luxury Limo of Lafayette. Book your next traveling party at LuxuryLimoOfLafayette.net. On Tuesday, longtime Village Voice editor Pete Koch posted an online piece, Dear America, five better places to target the next time you go rioting. Now, this guy says that his readers need a better strategy. Don't torch the auto zone. Don't torch a local bar. You use them. Instead, he said, rioters ought to attack five places that make America not great. First, to get back at the NRA, Kotz says that his readers ought to torch the local gun shop instead of burning down restaurants. Next, says the University of Phoenix should be targeted because they supposedly fool kids who have no business going to college to get worthless degrees while getting buried in debt. Then comes Wells Fargo, the nation's fourth largest bank, a symbol of unequal justice, according to Mr. Kotz. Rioters should take revenge. Next up, rioters ought to find the nearest Amazon warehouse and burn it down. Jeff Bezos and his buddies are guilty of weaponizing technology against their own workers. They come close to recreating a plantation economy. And last but not least, Kotz says that J.P. Morgan should be attacked since they're the biggest American bank and criminal enterprise. Now, he may pretend it's all a joke, but it isn't. This is what's inside these twisted, deranged liberal minds, and it's now on American streets. It's serious stuff. Just because you can write does not qualify you to be a best-selling author. And the same logic applies to identity theft protection. You may be good at monitoring your credit, but that doesn't make you an authority on identity theft. Data breaches... Your personal information gets in the wrong hands. This becomes complicated stuff. Cyber criminals commit identity theft every day. Now, on your own, you could miss certain identity threats, like somebody taking out a payday loan in your name, for instance. Or your information stolen as part of a data breach put out there on the dark web for other cyber bad guys to use for their own selfish gain. Now, no one can prevent all identity theft. But let me tell you, LifeLock has the tools and the know-how to help you like no other. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. 
Just go to lifelock.com, promo code RUSH. That's it. Lifelock.com, promo code RUSH, 25%. It's not easy being a veteran. Coming back from Iraq or Afghanistan, I had been so excited to come home. But it's harder than I thought. Not everyone understands that. Join us at communityofveterans.org. Because no one knows what it's like to come back unless they were there. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. World events, national headlines, and local news that affects you the most. Hey, it's Robin Bernie, and you're listening to Acadiana's Morning News. I listen every morning. I like to stay informed. Wake up with us weekday mornings at 5.30 for the headlines on News Talk 96.5 KPA. I'm Elizabeth McDonald, and this is the Fox Business Report. More steep losses in the job market last week. There were 1.8 million new claims for unemployment benefits in the week ending May 30th. The number of new claims is still dramatically high, but has been declining in recent weeks. The number of people filing for benefits in the past 10 weeks is 42 million. However, the number who continued to receive unemployment as of May 23rd is about 21.5 million, indicating some people have returned to work. The Labor Department released is the May employment report tomorrow. G3 Apparel Group lost money in its recent quarter and now says it will close all its Wilson's Leather and GH Bass stores. Sales slumped in recent weeks. Arts and Crafts retailer Michael's earnings were disappointing. It also lost money in the period as many of its stores were temporarily closed. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Cosola. Invested in you. Facebook, Twitter, Google, and YouTube are being criticized for banning political messages. One big media company is even asking Twitter to ban President Trump. Each weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern, Sean Spicer tackles the new censorship and its dangers. Watch Sean Spicer's new show on Newsmax TV, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Newsmax TV is on DirecTV, Xfinity, Dish, Spectrum, Cox, Optimum, Fios, Uverse, Suddenlink, Mediacom, Armstrong, and more. Check your cable guide and tune into Newsmax TV. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? When a tornado is tearing through town? Or a hurricane strikes? is the best time perhaps today during a disaster you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think and it's not always as simple as using your cell phone that's why now is the time to take action go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today don't wait communicate brought to you by fema and the ad council Get the free KPL News app in the App Store and Google Play. News Talk 96.5 KPEL, Brobridge, Lafayette. Your 24-7 news source on air, online, and with the KPL News app. Now the headlines from the KPL News Center. Right now, 79 degrees here at KPL. I'm Bernadette Lee with your news update. A New York police officer stabbed in the neck, two others shot in what has been described as an unprovoked attack against police. The overnight attack targeted officers that were guarding against looting in Brooklyn. 
Fox's Laura Engel in Brooklyn has details. It was a violent and bloody night for the NYPD here in Brooklyn, and it also led to the suspect being shot multiple times. He's recovering in the hospital, and as he is being treated, both the NYPD and the FBI are currently searching his home. So the NYPD commissioner, Dermot Shea, is calling this a completely cowardly, despicable, unprovoked attack. All three wounded officers were happy to report are in stable condition and are expected to recover. The FBI's Joint Terrorism Task Force in New York also helping with the, with the investigation. Now, there's no known connection at this time between the ongoing George Floyd protests and this particular attack. A major movie theater chain says its business is in jeopardy. AMC Entertainment says it needs to raise money or its movie theaters could be closing for good. The cinema chain revealed in a government filing that whether it survives depends on when its operations can get back to normal, as well as the timing of movie releases and its ability to make money. AMC closed theaters in March because of coronavirus restrictions and so far has suspended operations through the end of this month. With theaters closed it's not making any money and it has furloughed employees movie theaters were already dealing with weaker attendance before the pandemic jenny cosola fox news senator john kennedy weighing in on what happened to george floyd at the hands of minneapolis police he said it was murder i believe officer chauvin murdered mr floyd kennedy says the other officers that stood by and watched without intervention are also culpable kennedy applauds louisiana protesters for keeping demonstrations lawful and condemns those in other areas of the country if they believe rioting and looting is an effective tactic for sending a message if you can't tell the difference between a peaceful protest and felony rioting, then you've tested positive for stupid. I'm Kevin Barnhart. It's coming up now on 903. Weather for today, we're going to have partly cloudy skies, a high at 89. Well, the, all the forecasters still keeping their eye on Cristobal on the Mexican coast. And, uh, of course, as far as Tropical Storm Cristobal, we could be seeing some activity for Louisiana's coast by late Sunday evening into Early morning Monday, but it would have the eye over the area of uh, St. Mary Parish as it's forecasted now. And then we'll see, you know, we will likely in Acadiana not see much from it, but the potential for it to shift is always still there. So we will continually bring you updates on what the latest is with it. It's coming up now on 904.